With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as ghosts, hauntings, UFOs, Bigfoot, and more. Paratalk Radio is a product of Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators. Paratalk Radio is on every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, and YouTube. We are on AHAM Radio Network and blogtalkradio.com. You can watch live video streams of Paratalk Radio on Facebook Live at facebook.com backslash paratalkradio. Paratalk Radio is recorded live at J-Wolf Studio in Ontario, New York. And you can contact us at tedgvpi at gmail.com. Okay, John, hit him with the disclosure. Some of the topics, discussions, and opinions expressed on the show may not be representative of Paratalk Radio, AHAM Radio Network, our hosts, or our sponsors. Some of the language used on the show may not be appropriate for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Everybody, hi. <laughs> um, Ted just said it's all me. So, uh, hi, Ted. How Ted, are you? Ted ran away. Ted ran away. Mm, my little Ted. I didn't say it, Ted. <laughs> she thought it really loud. I did make it really loud. <laughs> but he doesn't like it. But it's so cute. Hi. That's it. Welcome back, Ted. Hi, yeah, Ted. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for welcoming me. Hey, let me let me. Turn how about my, your How about your mic? If I had the microphone, that might help. But thank you so much for having me here, there, Cindy. You know, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I appreciate. It. So the funny okay, part of this story is, is he's been working with the technical difficulties since four thirty again. Or five o'clock. Yeah, since yet five o'clock. Again. Yeah. And um, he's doing a great job, but he's very frazzled and frustrated. Yeah, so I'm just gonna, a little bit. I'm going to work on his energy as I sit here. And uh, um, so, <laughs> Kristen, it's her 50th birthday. Kristen's birthday, yep, she's 50. Yep, and her aunt passed away on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. So, Kristen, so, sorry. so I want you to understand and enjoy, uh, celebrate her life. Because she's in a better place. Yeah, yeah, and that's is. exactly what it is. is. I, I totally believe that. Um, and uh, seriously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heather, I had their Palermo. She said it's the Cindy show. <laughs> Please don't say that. <clears> time. <throat> he already thinks I'm trying to take over. I never felt that or said that. Will you, you stop? Did say that. I did not. I did. She's terrible. I am terrible. All right, so let's. <laughs> I winked in case you guys couldn't see it because of my glasses here. Yep. 
So we don't have that extra half hour and stuff because we've got a lot of guests to get to today. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited actually. Yeah, and I and I believe we have one set already on the phone with us. Woo! That was loud. Just in case you guys did not. So so Jay, are you on the phone? Yeah, both Jay and Marie. Marie, yeah, hi. Jay and Marie, hey, hi guys. Hi Dale. Michelle, hi. hi. Yeah, so <laughs> just so you know what's going on, Jay and Jay and Marie. Uh, and Cindy, Eric. Cindy just throws out people's names while we're talking <laughs> because she's trying to say hi to everybody. So. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, she's a bit of a weirdo. Unique. You're unique. <laughs> I'm totally unique. My mom has told me I was unique since I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. I would tell my and mom. And you believed her? I did because I would always tell her I was weird, and she would be like. <laughs> She'd be like, no, Cindy, you're unique. No, Cindy, you're weird. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen, I also get that I'm crazy, but listen, I'm the good kind of crazy, not like the I'm going to kill you in your sleep kind of crazy, just so we're clear. Well, I don't know. That's good. Well, maybe you did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I can hear you. Yep, yep, yep. Or me, actually. Yeah. Me. So, Hi, any, Caesar. All right. So, yes, Caesar. So, this is the deal. Today is kind of a special show for us, which is great because we get to talk with Jay and Marie about everything that they – these people have I to I want make, to hear their that, story so bad. <clears throat> they have a great story. They have lots. I mean, they, yes. they have a lot of stuff. And then um, halfway through the show, we're actually going to be bringing um, Mr. Bill Hartley from Shepherdstown on. I'm yep. pretty about and that. Uh, his new better half, which is Carissa uh, Flack, so they got married, so we're going to bring them on, Fun. too. It's just we thought it would be cool to bring in two uh, couples and yeah. kind of talk about their experiences and what they've gone through and yeah. where they are and what they'd like to see happen for the paranormal and where, where it actually is going in their mind. Perfect. So, How are you feeling now before we go any further? Actually, I'm about I'm about ninety five percent. You sound better. You so sound better. still got that whole nasty cyanide <laughs> yeah. phlegm thing. Like I swallowed a couple million frogs, but I'm okay. <laughs> well, I would just like to watch that. <laughs> that would be kind of gross. I'm not eating frogs. I'm sorry, it's Listen, not happening. It could be especially the kind on the of frogs from Hogwarts. <laughs> Remember they were they were the chocolate frogs that actually popped. Oh, chocolate frog would be okay, but we're but not talking. That's true. That does. That, that is, is true. true. Yeah. That is true. All right. So, so you know, I, I, I'm partial to John Wayne, and one of his sayings is, and I say it all the time, so let's, uh, you know what? We should talk about one thing, though, is that next Monday is. Uh, I'm just going to look at you blankly. Amy Perry. No, Amy. Yes. Amy, um, oh my goodness, she's gonna kill me. I'll I'll do it right now. Oh. No. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll tell you who it is next week when we do this split in the middle. Right now, I just I want to concentrate on this because um, yeah. Jay and Marie Yates, um, they actually had their own haunting. They had a whole bunch of stuff going on, mm-hmm. and they've been on like some really cool. TV shows as well. I mean, they've been what? What? <laughs> Robert said, and don't make us call you mis- eating frogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. That was hysterical. You know, he keeps it up. We're going to have to put him on mute. 
No, we no. Robert. Okay. Robert, we mailed out your package today. Wait, wait, he doesn't have his package with him? You're bad. <laughs> no, the package that came from London. Yes. We just London remailed calling. just remailed it to him in Australia. Yay. Take a guess how much it costs. Thirteen dollars. Twenty six. Holy crap balls. It's worth more than what's in the package. I I, I was gonna say something else. Well, I'm just going to say it. Holy shit. But, Robert, you're worth it. Yes, you are, Robert. All of our fans are worth it. But, yes, anyways, let's, let's get are. back we to the rat so killing here. With you. So let's get back to the rat killing. So, as I say, rat killing. <laughs> We're not killing rats. <laughs> no, I was that's, it's for a, a John Wayne thing. That's, it, it. It's like, let's focus. That's what it means. So, let's see. ADD <laughs> so, focus. Yeah, so Jay and Marie <laughs> have been on Travel Channel. They've been on Sci Fi. They've been on Destination America. They've mm-hmm. been on ABC, NBC, CBS. Um, <laughs> They've been on the Ghost Ghost Adventures, Paranormal Witness, My Ghost Story, Haunted Case Files, and blah, 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 blah down the line. You guys have been busy. You guys kind of whore yourselves out, don't you? (laughs) We're we're a little tired right now. On top of all of that crap we do, we we just got back from an actual investigation, like, over the weekend that really, like, wiped us out. So we're still recovering from that, but we try to juggle a lot. It's pretty hard. Um, just a quick rundown of our story is, uh, like I, I grew up haunted. I, I grew up, um, explaining, <clears throat> excuse me. I got frogs in my throat now. What the hell? <clears throat> I just, I'm okay. glad you took. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I grew up haunted. Uh, I grew up experiencing th- things that I couldn't, uh, really explain. And, and we didn't really have like cool ghost hunting shows to watch to, so I could really understand, you know, back in the day, what the hell was really going on. Uh, I would watch like, you know, Dateline specials and 2020 specials and cut out little articles about Ed and Lorraine Warren as a child. Uh, and I kind of held those to my heart because these were the only people that I had to really look up to that were kind of like experiencing things like I was experiencing as a child. Um, but uh, none of this, the TV, none of the appearances, the events, um, radio, you know, none of that was part of the plan. Uh uh, I grew up haunted all the way through up to my teen years. Uh, I had a, <clears throat> excuse me, frogs, Jesus. <clears throat> I had a near-death experience. <laughs> I had a near-death experience on uh, August 13th of uh, 1999 where uh, I kind of saw the other side. I, I believe I saw heaven. I believe I saw hell. I believe I saw the hand of God and I saw Satan. Um, from that, I uh, got involved in ministry. I felt called to do so, to tell my story. Um, I pretty much got excommunicated from the youth group that uh, I was gaining quick position in um, due to my beliefs in demons and angels. And I was willing to have conversations with people um, that were experiencing paranormal phenomena, and they didn't really like that. Uh, Shortly thereafter, uh, I met my wife, Marie, and um, we just kind of hit it off. Um, She didn't really have that you know, kind of cool story growing up of it being haunted. You kind of thought like ghosts were what, like Casper? Yeah, the only ghost I ever seen was Casper, the friendly ghost on TV. So, <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know really nothing so about ghosts. I always just, I guess, stayed away from it until this gentleman here brought the darkness into my life. <laughs> so, like, literally before, like, we even, like, said I do, I arranged, like, a date, like, for us. And uh, we kind of sat down, and I kind of explained to her, like, you know, I've been haunted my entire life. These are the things that I've been through. You marrying me, um, by default, you're probably going to start experiencing things. Um, in that same moment, at that same time, uh, Marie actually had her first paranormal experience. 
Um, and uh, instead of her running away from me, she ran closer towards me. <laughs> and uh, we ended up um, getting married. And lo and behold, just you know, a short time later, we ended up experiencing our own, um, uh, I would call it a demonic type haunting into our, in our own home. And I don't use that word very loosely, but uh, we were, we were experiencing some serious phenomenon and uh, Marie and I both reached out to uh, local paranormal teams and clergy and the clergy would say that it was a liability for them. We weren't members of the church um, that they had families themselves. And if what I was saying was true, that it could cause them problems. Um, and I was hearing similar stories from paranormal groups. Our paranormal groups wouldn't return phone calls. So essentially, Marie and I leaned towards our faith, and we were able to kind of overcome what we were going through to a certain point. We never really officially got rid of it. Um, we consider ourselves haunted survivors even to this day because we experience phenomenon that is unexplainable, uh, even, you know, as early as like just a couple of days ago here in our own home. Um, but uh, like I said, like uh, – after after us reaching out, you know, to teams and them not wanting to help us, we made it a personal choice that we were going to create our own team and that we were going to go out and help families and children that struggle with the supernatural like I once did and my own kids did. Um, and instead of saying no, say yes. And um, that's kind of how we got our start. And then a couple of years later, we get a phone call for TV, and then we're like, okay, that's weird. And then it just kept going and going and going and building to the point to where – you know, we you know we just filmed six episodes of Haunted Case File season two. We filmed four season one. Um, we're gonna double that. Uh, it looks like season three is gonna get greenlit. So uh, it's uh, it's been a lot. So um, I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and you know, and from these, you know, I, I really do enjoy the um, the ability to go out and speak at convention and being able to go out. Uh, on radio or, or whatever and tell my stories because I feel like um, that's kind of like what I'm supposed to do. Like I always thought it was ministry when I was younger. Um, to me, my our, our team, Crossing Over Paranormal Society, the COPS crew is our acronym, um, it, That that's, that's my ministry. I, I remember about three years ago or four years ago after we filmed our first episode, I just about four years ago, we filmed with Ghost Adventures for the first time. And we were at the Phoenix Comic Con, huge con, hundreds of thousands of people show up, um, and they gave us a room with 400 seats. And I remember sitting in that room and looking at Marie, and years before we had rooms of like 75 seats, 100 seats. And I told Marie, I'm like, look, if only five people show up, we're just going to sneak out the door and we're going to pretend like this never happened. And, uh, <laughs> you know, 20 people showed, 40 people, 100, 200, 300, 400 people showed up, plus a line out the door of 100 people. And I was freaking terrified. And I hate speaking in public. I'm a terrible public speaker, I feel like. Um, like I just, you don't know I, how to shut up. But yeah, I don't know how to shut up <laughs> once I get going. But it's like uh, I, I definitely um, I fear it. Like I, there's a fear leading up to it. And then when I do it, I do it. But I, I remember looking at Marie saying, oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? And it turned – like you know, Marie kind of turned to me, and she said – Jay, that's your pulpit, and those are your people. And I, like, broke down, started crying um, right as I was about ready to say hello to everybody. So that was a great intro. But the crazy thing was is that it was a ton of local teams here in Arizona that before wouldn't have anything to do with us. They all showed up because they wanted to, you know, like, ask us questions about our episode and everything else. And instead of it turning into a shit show, if I could say that, it turned it into, at the end of this program, 
um, like these teams came up and they were shaking our hands and they were like, well, we didn't think you guys were legit or we didn't think you were this. And, you know, just thank you so much. And we, we developed some really good friendships from that. Um, and that that's when things really got crazy for us. And that's when more TV kept calling. And instead of saying no all the time, we started saying yes. And, <laughs> and then, you know, we find ourselves traveling all over the place now. Um, wow. But it, it, it's, it's, it's a great thing. I mean, I really feel, I feel that it's, uh, it's important, you know, uh, it's the work that we do. Yeah. You know, so, Marie, he's been talking for like seven minutes. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anita, that's normal in our life. It really is. And to be honest with you, you could tell his voice is going. So that's you know, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's I just frog. let him I'm talk because gonna... he could just go. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You know, for having having that fear of like public speaking, uh, Jay, you just I, I find that hard to believe. I mean, you yeah. just sit, stood, you know, I was gonna say stood, stood. sat, whatever you're doing there. Um, they're jogging in their house. Yeah, they're jo- yeah jogging around, chasing <laughs> each other. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, 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 you. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you. <laughs> You gave us the rundown, everything so quickly, and, and it was very to the point, which is very cool. And but I, I do have a question though. I, I have lots of questions, well, so I, have... I'm gonna I'm gonna back them up. I mean, back up a little bit and ask some questions. But if you want to start, go right ahead. You know what I'm gonna ask? No, I, I don't actually. Well. Oh yes, soon, I am. Yes. Yes, I know. Now I know. Because as soon as I hear the type of things that you've experienced. My first question is, are you protecting <laughs> Don't me. choke. Are you protecting yourself energetically? Oh God, and do if, I if ever you love this, this question? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We I mean, get, I really we we get asked this Sorry. question so so often uh about whether or not we're protected or whatever. When we have our faith, I mean we believe in God, we believe that Jesus is the son of our father. I think that's all the protection I need, but we assume all risk when we go out and investigate these locations. And to me personally, my own mission is a little bit different maybe than other people. It's like uh, if I really want to find answers, sometimes those answers don't happen on that case. Sometimes coming back home and having these things piggyback us, um, we, we get those, you know, those answers that we were looking for and, you know, able to help some of those that maybe need crossed over, information need to be gathered for them to have closure, for them to move on or, or what have you. Um, but as far as forms of protection – um, it, it's just something that we, we don't necessarily do. We don't do any kind of rites, rituals, um, anything like that. We don't carry stones. Um, I wear like a specific uh, medallion around my neck just as something that I have done for a while. If you want to call that a form of protection, you can. Uh, it just, it's kind of like my lucky necklace is kind of why I wear it when we're out. But um, it's, uh, you know, I, I feel that it restricts what it is exactly we're trying to do. Um, and I feel like it hinders the work that we're trying to do. So for Marie and I, as far as protection, other than, uh, you know, simple prayers that we do on a regular basis, uh, there's definitely no rites, rituals, uh, or anything like that. But Marie definitely has something to say about this. I honestly don't agree with, I mean, I, we do that. We don't protect ourselves, but I would not recommend it with anybody. I mean, I totally think that crystals and, you know, you know, putting yourself in some, you know, you know, thing or anything, all the different kinds of things everybody does to block themselves, sage and all that kind of stuff. I totally think all that stuff does work for others. I think it would work for us as well as just 
Jay and I are a little bit different. We both came together and said, you know, we're out here to try to get the answers. So why would we stop the answers from coming? So we know what what to expect. I mean, we know what's going to happen. And we have actually had a lot of things that's happened. It's not good. Yeah, you're just just saying we're just going to take it. We're just going to take whatever comes, and and, and that's what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, and realistically, well, we feel that that's like you know, our, I mean, that's our approach. It works. I mean, we we use ourselves as bait, and, and we call Marie Ghost Bait for a reason because we bait her a lot on cases. Um, yeah, yeah, there is a lot. You'll see on Haunted Case Files season two. There's a lot of scratching going on, a lot of marks and burn marks and scratch marks, and all these different things that happen um, out on the field, and, and everyone freaks out because they see oh, three fingerprints on your arm. That means it's Satan or something. To us, as Marie will say it probably best. I don't think it's uh, – and to be honest, we're out here on the field asking things to actually speak to us, you know, respond to our questions and touch me, all this kind of stuff. Well, no one really knows. I mean, what if that is the spirit touching us? And it's not an assault. It's it's not an assault. It's just some kind of communication. Um, And then that's, I mean, part of our research is just, you know, we're trying to go into depth of finding all these answers. Now, on the flip side of that token, though, of course, when we go on television and talk about these experiences, the television program will sensationalize the entire thing. Um, So, like, you know, like, oh, they'll try to get us to say stuff that, you know, maybe we were thinking, which we weren't. The funniest thing I heard Marie say recently during a filming project was I was sitting there watching her from a distance, and the guy's like, so what do you think would have happened if you would have stayed longer? And, of course, he was waiting for her to say, like, Satan was going to come through the floorboard, kill us. And all she said with the straightest face and most natural way possible, well, I probably would have got some more evidence. And that was, like, the end of the interview. But, I mean, and that's really, you know, like, it it is what it is, you know. So, um, but we try to keep it as real as possible. Uh, and we laugh about stuff too. Another thing that's funny is the show that we were on uh, season two for is is on a case, and uh, it, it it makes mention of uh, uh, Jay and Marie, you know, form Crossing Over Paranormal Society in 1999. Um, we did not form Crossing Over Paranormal Society in 1999. In fact, in 1999, I almost caught a charge for trespassing as a 17-year-old. Um, into someone's uh, property because it was said to be haunted, which I learned my lesson very quickly. Um, and I didn't meet Marie until 2002, so we didn't start forming any kind of team until about 2003. But it's just a miscommunication between what you tell the producers and what makes it onto air. Um, but we were always transparent about all that stuff. We think it's important to the field, so if we're going to go out and do TV, we want to be responsible when we're going out to these events that we say, hey, this is what you're seeing, but listen to what I'm saying. It's not exactly what you're seeing on TV. And when we do that for a reason, because we want to we remain credible you know, in the field, and, and we love what we do uh, as far as investigating more than we enjoy going on television. That's you guys have got, I mean, you've got your whole system down for what you want to do and how you want to do it, which is great because there's a lot of paranormal groups or teams out there that don't, you've got yourself rooted in that. You've, um, it sounds like you got it all put, you know, the way you want it, which is great. And you know what you're willing to do and how far you're willing to go, which is also a good thing to do. But Okay. Go ahead with your butt. I like the butt. <laughs> you like the butt. Huh? It's always the women that always says yeah, butt. I like to get my butt in there sometimes. <laughs> but I I do not please this is my disclaimer. Anybody watching the show, do not do any kind of ghost hunting, paranormal investigation. You need to protect yourself. 
whether it's just a quick little prayer in whatever belief system you hold dear, I, I, whether it's a stone, whether it's an amulet, whatever it is, I just highly recommend not going without. Because so one thing that I noticed that you guys said um, was that you are still lagging from this weekend. That is some of the repercussions from not protecting yourself because when you protect yourself, you tend to drag afterwards because you've expended too much energy. And it, the only thing that worries me is what you're bringing home with you. So that freaks me out a little bit, to be there's, honest. There's a, there's, a there's a lot coming home. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. I will honestly tell you when we're out and speaking to radio shows, anything we do, First thing I say is, please, if we had a big caution tape on us, I would totally put it on us. I would say, caution, be aware. <laughs> Don't do what we do. Because um, that's the well, first thing. You I mean, should... I, I totally... <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. And maybe what you should do is just put the, please don't try this at home. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. And I, it's you honestly, know, I mean, but, I, we totally but, recommend everybody. Right. Well, I'm going to kind of make a, a, a like with my team, it's like I've gone through a lot. Now, my team started, I, I actually started in 1987. So I'm old school. I'm an old dog here. And right. so my experience is, has been that there's so much out there that you just don't know that it doesn't hurt to carry backup, meaning some yep. type of protection or, or whatever the case may be. But at We're the same time, the they're sage, yeah. Sage but, at the end. But at the, we do that. Yeah, but at the same time, I understand that you're trying to collect evidence. You're trying to go where no man has gone before, Star Trek. Anyway, you know, but I get that. that. <laughs> but, I, but I get it. You know, I get it. it. It's one of those things that, you know, if you take, if you have all these barriers up, how can you expect to get something? So some barriers, some walls have to come down, and I get well, that. Well, but in, so in experience. <laughs> In experience, not in inexperience, right. in experience, you know how to do that. Right. Because right. otherwise I wouldn't be able to go to do a, a hunt or anything right. like that, right? right? I mean. Right. I get you. It, I just, it just scares me, to be honest, especially if you have children at home. No, right. Can, and, we, but we I, completely, we completely I get, get that. I mean, you understand. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, and, and I know that. you do. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's you know, the and thing I totally I get say. that you do yeah. know that and you do understand, and that's the risk that you're willing to take yeah. as paranormal investigators. That's your um, – Prerogative? Well, no, I was going to say that's, that's their, their – Your prerogative. <laughs> I think in lyrics. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's their way of giving to the paranormal, saying this is what we're trying. So, you know. Yeah. Because other teams are different. Everybody's different in the way they approach it and the way they do their investigations. Right. And that's theirs. Where mine, I would prefer to be old school and not use gadgets today, like the ghost box and stuff oh, I agree like with that. that. I'd rather mm-hmm. just do it myself. I completely agree with you there, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't stand the, these, these sirens, whistles, and stuff. I'd rather be Scooby-Doo, <laughs> like uh, baking powder on the floor, bells on doors, you know, audio, video, and photography. That's it, man. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, our team is completely a little different than us. Our whole team, we've made sure, like, our team is, like, all different kinds. I mean, we have, like, we have Wiccans, we have Buddha, we have uh, Satanists, 
um, actually in there. We have uh, really um, like Catholic, all of them. And there's quite a few of them that do crystals. There's people that sage. They all yeah, they do stuff. energy work, all that. Um, so our team is completely yeah. different than us. This is just Jay and I. And we honestly tell people, like, and we even have children. I mean, to be honest with you, I do block my child. I will honestly say, I mean, because our son now is 17 years old. Yeah, he's definitely definitely pretty well protected. But at the same time, he's got the bug just like we do. um, And he's been But that's going to be his choice on how he wants to actually go out there and do it. I'm not going to sit there and tell him, oh, but right now, until he is old enough and he's an adult, he can make his own decisions. I will block him on a lot of things. Um, he is guarded. Yeah. By mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guarded like a mama bear. <laughs> I, I literally run my children. I We're on our way to Wegmans, which is a huge supermarket here, like the best ever. Um, but I will tell my, my children, listen, you guys white light yourselves going in there or I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, Protective like, it, moms. It, you know, two, like, to each of his own, everyone does their own thing. Like for years, I would tell yeah. people, you know, the dangers of using like Ouija boards and cards and all this different stuff. But I realized that after years of saying that, I had never used one myself. So I spent an entire year, you know, researching and using all this different stuff to see what I'd really get. And uh, only one time did I ever get some type of positive response using a board um, where I was like, oh, wow, that actually works. But the reality of the situation is, I mean, the future, instead of bur- like people bearing boards and stuff, they're going to be bearing tablets and cell phones because everyone's got all that stuff hooked up to all these devices now that it's, uh, you know, the board, it, it, everything that's out there that we use, I mean, it depends on how much faith you put into it, you know, just like with anything. I mean, um, you know, like my, my conclusion after using all these things is that uh, the Ouija board to me is simply cardboard paper and, um, you know, just uh, some dyes and coloring. Um, and that's probably why it didn't exactly. work for me so well, because I don't really right. and think it's anything. I'm, <laughs> so. I'm, I'm totally opposite. I think the Ouija board is, I will honestly say, a Ouija board, I do believe it, it can be the exact same thing as an obelisk and everything like that, 100%. So I could say the equipment we use as a paranormal investigator can be the exact same as a Ouija board. But I think that I grew up in a very um, Baptist home. And I think it just, it's still in the back of my brain. Don't touch the Ouija board. It's bad. So I, I, not lots of people, my husband, he has tons of them in the house, but I have never touched one and I've never ever used one. And it's, do I think it's bad as it's no, I just, I know in my head somehow that it can be bad. So I just don't really touch it. In fact, I go to Toys R Us right. and stuff, and I throw Ouija boards at her and have her catch them, and she freaks out. So, I mean, she she doesn't she doesn't care for them. Oh she, again, she has believes that she believes that they're bad. So, he he, okay, he yeah he does that. He thinks it's funny. Yeah, well, oh, I'm taking Cindy. That's our no, next adventure. Nope. I'm gonna go to Toys nope. R Us. You're going with me. I'm gonna nope. throw Ouija boards at you. Nope. Yeah. I won't catch them. They'll yeah. be falling to the floor. <laughs> They, that's what they do with nope. me. They're all out on the floor, and I just walk away, and he has to pick it up himself because I ain't touching it. <laughs> nope. I'd really be tiptoeing around them. Nope. nope. <laughs> Jumping over them. Yep, that would be me. It's all belief systems, yes, and that's I, what it comes down to. So you, 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 Cindy, I and I, Cindy and I are just like you two. We, we are opposite ends on a lot of stuff here, we and, and I, yeah. I, I'm I more of a science guy, realist. 
you know, and, and I've done my second. research, and he's just, she's just had, I called you a he, she's just had too much These stuff. will tell you differently. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, there is something lower, but I'm not showing or sharing. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my I God. I did bear children yes, naturally. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> See, we get off track very easily here because we just like to have fun. <laughs> the discussions are real, and what we like to put across is real. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I burn, I'm, I'm glad that you guys do what you do. I love that you have your own path and that you, you feel the calling and do it the way you feel you're called to do it. And I think that mm-hmm. that's commendable. And that's honest. the way it should be, though, with paranormal yeah. investigators. Independently, that's the way it should be. You approach it in the way that you feel comfortable. Um, that where, where the information and knowledge that you have works the best and everybody's different. And hopefully because of that fact, mm-hmm. that will help the paranormal field grow because everybody's different working on a certain different thing. Right. So hopefully we can, Absolutely. as in, you know, puzzle pieces, we can all put them together. Right. So, the, I mean, so. Just so you know, yeah. I was going to tell you the same thing, but Caesar said it out loud, which well, is. Toys R Us is out of business. I really don't have to worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, not all of them. But yeah, yeah I get it. But, you know, it's... I do have to... Well, let's... Well, you guys, uh, Jay and Marie, are you guys ready for some questions? I have questions from our people. From our people. Yeah. Sure, um, The ahead. first one was Robert wanted to know what your medallion is. I think it was Robert anyway. I can double check. And I'm, they're going to be like, no, it wasn't him. Um, so what is your medallion? It's just it's just a very simple basic cross, um, and it's something that we got oh. years ago in an attempt for protection in the beginning when uh, we were on a very mm-hmm. dark case. Um, and uh, it's kind of every time yeah. I put it on, it reminds me um, of the dangers of what we're doing because it reminds me of the uh, we've taken two demonic cases uh, out of probably you know several dozens you know of residential cases I can't even count. Um, and only two of which we felt were even uh, close to having that type of classification. Um, but that, that medallion that I wear uh, was our first attempt and only attempt at um, protection. Um, so uh, it, and it didn't work. <laughs> but um, it, uh, so it's more <laughs> like a, a memento. It just, it's kind of a reminder of a time um, that I was, uh, what I went through. We uh, took a dark case, and uh, when we were doing um, – a blessing with our reverend in the home. Um, we were having things happen. Our babysitter was reporting at the same time in our own house. Um, and that's kind of when it made us realize that, uh, you know, protection or not, you know, you assume all risk and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're not, you know, yeah. true darkness. You can't really hide from it and hide behind a, a cross or anything. It knows you and it knows where you live. And um, yeah, so that, that, and long, that's the answer to that question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's good though. Ted and his ringer of Roseanne. Whatever. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Um, let's see. I do have more. Um Phil DiRamo, he is a newbie mm-hmm. out of Webster, I believe it said here earlier. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah, newbie. And, and um the thing is, is he has a lot of questions, but I would Phil, I would really love for you to um, even like catch up with Ted at another time because he has so many newbie questions mm-hmm. that I don't think we would be able to answer them right here, right now, okay. just because of our time constraints. So I apologize, Phil. 
Um, I, I wish we could answer them all right now, but I, he just has several things like, uh, can we ghost hunt in a cemetery? Can we, um, uh, where's a good place to ghost hunt right. in New York? Well, questions upstate. like that. I mean, Those we can, we, if you want to say, I mean, we're not discouraging you from watching the show or having your questions because no, no, no. we, we actually prefer that you do that. We love Absolutely. it. Um, what I would say is, um, next week's show with, um, Amy, um, I would definitely say that would be the one. I mean, because she can, it will have more time to go through that stuff. Yeah. First half hour would be great. We'll take yeah. all the questions. So next next Monday at 8 o'clock, if you want to call in, in fact, or get on, um, we would definitely answer those questions for you in the first half hour of the show. Or you can email me directly. It's ted, T-E-D, at G-V-P-I, George Victor Paul Igloo, at gmail.com. So yeah. tedgvpi at gmail.com. Go ahead and email me, and uh, I can do it for you that way. Not a problem. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Savannah, uh, a.k.a. Stephanie, mm-hmm. um, said, Ted, didn't you have something follow you back home with you one time? I think it was at the Virgin House. Myself? No, I've never had anything follow I, me. I, I didn't think so. Nope. Um, I, nothing for me either. Joe, Joe uh, Perry did um, from... Um, Paranormal Crossroads Live did. In fact, it was in his van. Oh, wow. And he took it back to his store. I remember that. Wasn't I at that one at Virgin? I don't remember if it was that night. Yeah, I think you you were that night. Yeah, Yeah, I had, because remember, um, we had, like, um, Stephanie was also worried about me that night. She she was literally, like, going, Cindy, are you okay? You were gone all of a sudden. You didn't say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, that was. was, that was Joe. That was too much going on that, that night. Was, there, so. That was a crazy night. So, yeah, yeah, it was. That was, uh, and it that was, was not good for Joe. Right. Yeah, yeah. It took. It actually took him a long time to get rid of it too. So, but. <laughs> but sometimes that's the way it is with protecting yourself. You you right. you you accept it, and then you have to get rid of it. I mean, you don't protect yourself. That's what happens. I mean. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying that every location that you go to, you're going to find that you're going to take something home, but there's always that chance. Right. right. And that's what Cindy was saying earlier is like, please, if you're going to do this stuff, make sure you have some type of protection yeah. or backup plan. Um, and I agree and, with her. You should. And at least, at least, if you're going to be doing something like this, get some smudge, some sage. Yeah. After the fact. Yeah, you and know? you can even grow but it yourself. You know, go get a couple plants and grow it yourself. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Yep. Um, okay, so any more questions for them? I'm trying to look. I did have more. Okay. Oh, my gosh, I have so many people. Okay, I just have to do this really quick. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Leona. Hi, Jen. Jennifer. Um, hi, Christy. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, <coughs> we'll do looking to go with experienced team. I'm telling you, GVPI, Phil, is amazing. So Thank you. Yes, I definitely, I definitely suggest. We and are hey, one of the oldest ones in the area. Yes, so. and Ted has his book, which is a very great start for um, newbies. Yep. Um, it's very good. I would recommend it. Flashlight recorder and comfortable shoes. Thank you can you. find it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Yes. Uh, but we can put a, we can send you a link in a little while on that. Well, while you're looking, I wanted to ask Jay what please. his near-death experience was. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, well, like when I, when I was in high school, uh, I definitely, you know, had somewhat of a faith instilled upon me when I was a younger child. Um, I got heavily involved with, um, powerlifting, competitive powerlifting. And, uh, I, I was a big dude. I mean, I was like, I think bench pressing like five, 500 pounds by the time I was 20. 
Um, but when I was like uh, wow. 17, I was on my there already. Like I was, you know, just a large dude. And every time I went out with crowds of people, I was expected to be that big dude, that big man on campus, that big man at the party that would do anything. And uh, I kind of started hanging out with some people that I probably shouldn't have been. Um, I was definitely, you know, thought I was invincible. I thought I was Superman. I didn't think anything could happen to me. And uh, one evening, um, you know, I, I kind of pushed it too far. And uh, I had an experience, you know, um, to where, uh, you know, I, I literally, you know, had the whole sensation of my, um, my, I guess you could say spirit leaving my body. I was looking at myself. Um, all my friends were freaking out. Oh. I'm watching them like, should we call the cops? Should, what should we do? What should we do? And they're panicking and they're, they're like almost trying to like, you know, run away. Um, which some of them did. They actually drove away from this uh, little gathering that we were having out at, at a lake um, here in locally uh, in our area. And uh, I, uh, I found myself in a, uh, a dark uh, place. Uh, I found myself in a location that uh, uh, there's a darkness in this world that's darker than anything that Crayola could put their finger on. There's a darkness that has both life and death and there's a darkness that has complete separation from anything positive in life. And for a very long time, I was sitting in this area of just complete separation from all goodness. And um, I was put through a process um, during this time. Um, I remember internally trying to even uh, muster the word God or, or Jesus in, in even my own head and my own consciousness um, when I had uh, slipped out. And then I would return back to my body and then I see my friends up like, you know, like, what should we do? Should we do CPR? And I'm hearing them and I'm like, you know, you know, trying to tell them I'm dying, you know, like help me. And they're not doing anything. And uh, yeah, this happened a lot on and off. And I ended up in a, uh, a, uh, a lake. There's only way I could describe it. Uh, I could see a dam from a distance and it was uh, no water, obviously in this lake. It was just, you could just tell by the shoreline that it once was. And, uh, I heard people screaming, God, let me come back for one minute, one second, one moment, just to tell the world that this place exists. God, just let me come back. God, please let me come back. And I found myself with a crown of thorns around my head and me covered in thicket. Um, thorns uh, had enough breath, if you want to call it a breath or life sustenance, um, to sustain my existence and where I was at. Um, I could smell burning in a distance. I could hear screams. Um, I kind of knew where I was at and, uh, my life flashed before my eyes and I saw all those times I thought were really shitty in my life. And I was like, Oh wow. Like they weren't that bad. And I, I was given knowledge of things that, uh, I would not have had before that. And then the, the last scene uh, of my life that I saw was my grandmother sitting uh, in a backyard where I grew up. And she said to me in a conversation years ago when I was a kid, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could part mountains. And uh, I held on to that because that was the last scene I saw. And um, I, uh, I kept trying to cry out to God, but I couldn't verbalize it. It was just I was too deep. I was too – it was over. And uh, I remember looking up to whatever sky you'd want to call it, and then there was like one star in the sky, only one. And I knew that's where I needed to be. And I didn't know what that was. I just knew that's where I needed to be. And I screamed Jesus as loud as I possibly could. And I was dragged out of this thing by this man who I would say would be Satan. 
Um, he was wearing tattered jeans, uh, boots, a red flannel type shirt, um, unbuttoned with a white, dirty wife beater type shirt on underneath it, long, dirty blonde hair and darkness in his eyes that just could completely consume you. And he threw me down uh, next to a fire on top of this mound. And um, he uh, set me on this rock and he stood on the other side and I screamed God again. And he screamed back at me, God, there is no God. If there was a God, then why did this happen? This happened, this happened, this happened. And at this point he was right on my face and I was about ready to fall over this cliff on this mound that I was on. And there was all these dark, I can't describe anything like oily, dark masses of beings just trying to pull me down. And uh, I screamed that, you know, Jesus once more. And I was back in my body. And then I was back on the mound. And a very long story short, uh, uh, at one of these points, a man came to the door of my car. And at this point in time, I was able to even see my friends in a veil that I can't even explain. The only two of them remained. Everyone else had taken off fear of getting arrested or whatever they were scared of and just left me there to die. And this hand reached out and he pulled me out of the car and he told me to eat this. And I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll throw up. And he did. And I threw up. And I remember throwing up onto this man's feet who was wearing leather sandals. And uh, I'm, I was screaming that I'm so sorry. I apologize. And uh, I wasn't throwing up anything physical, uh, throwing up a lot of, I guess, you know, sin and whatever I had fallen subjective to in my life at that point. And he told me to drink this. I said the same thing, same thing happened. Long story short, this is a very long story, but to make it sum it up quickly, uh, uh, he reached his hand out and he asked me to walk um, up this hill. And I did. And as soon as I got over there, it was just this bright light. And there was this huge house um, with yellow flowers leading all the way up to it and trees on both sides of this mansion. And he said, you, you true and worthy son, you know, this is yours. And uh, boom, right after that, I got like this huge surge of air into me in the car and physically I'm back in this place and I crawl out, fall down, and I see my two supposed friends sitting there and they were all happy because they thought I was dead. Um, but uh, yeah, so for my... my uh, uh, that, that's kind of what led me. Um, I, I kind of made a promise to wow. God: if if you let me, if you let me come back, I, I promise you, if you give me the platform, I will tell the world um, so that you exist. Um, my way of doing so is proving the existence of the afterlife. But I'm not here to convert skeptics into believers. I don't care if anyone hears that story and doesn't believe me. That's because it wasn't for you then. But I, I made a promise to my God that I would go out and tell people about that. So. Um, that's what I do. And that's, that's where the TV comes from. That's where, um, my mission's a little bit different than most people. Um, so, uh, but since then, um, activity in my life, as far as like, you know, demonic attachments have occurred naturally outside of the case. So I laugh at protection because I didn't have protection before. So, and I experienced it anyways. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much that story. Wow. That's crazy. That's a good story. And now, do you guys have a book or anything? Have you guys sat down to write a book and to, about your stories? We've, or? Had, we, we, we've had so many offers for books and stuff, and we just haven't had time. Um, I mean, eventually, I'm sure one day we probably will um, write some type of book. Um, the stories we tell when we go on television, the things that we go through in the field, 
they kind of all fit pieces together. We don't have our, like, you know, this long show where we can tell our whole biography. So it's like these little, these, 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 these right. episodes we do here and there and there and there, you know, with these different shows, uh, if you put them all together, uh, one of these days it will all line up and like, oh, shit, that's what they went through. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will say probably by the end of this year, I do, I will say by the end of this year, I do want to get a book written just so if one day we're not here, yeah. At least our stories could be somewhere. Right. <laughs> At least right. right. I mean, stories are important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your experiences and what you witnessed and so on and so forth is very, very important, and, and it has to be put down in book form or something so other people can read it. So, but, um, you know, I wanted to say to you guys, thank you so much for coming on the show with us yes, and, and talking guys. with us. I mean, we've had a blast with you guys, and it's already – we ran late. But I'm going to make this offer to you guys. We're going to interview the other two guests, but you guys are more than welcome to stick around with us so at the end we can uh, do some more questions and answers if you'd like to stick around. Oh, I would love to, but we actually have to head out. But I would love to come back on your show and talk more about what we do or whatever. Yeah, and I know you guys are going to have an amazing yeah. time. I, get, I know Bill – and, um, and Carissa, they're amazing. So I know you guys are going to have an amazing another hour. So and plus, you guys are amazing. So anytime <laughs> you guys want us back on, we're more than happy to come on. Oh yeah, Thank we'd love to. So we'd much. love to just yeah. come back and have you on two hours by yourselves. That way, I we'd have a blast. Have more and, questions. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I, I think it would be great if you we could do that. But oh yeah, I mean he's been, he's been he doing well do so too. far. I mean. <laughs> yeah, he swallowed pretty much an hour. So yeah. All right, but know, unfortunately, guys, we gotta let you go. We... <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, well, we'll meet up. Fun. Yeah, maybe we'll meet up at uh, one of these events. Um, we're gonna be at a couple here pretty soon, and we're trying to get to Scarefest, and there's a few okay. other ones. We're, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few other ones we're doing, but maybe somewhere we'll meet down the road here. But yeah. um, I'll get in touch with you, and let's let's plan a Monday night where we can all get together. That would be great. Um, on the radio and do okay, two cool. hours. That would be awesome. Sounds awesome. good. We appreciate well, you, guys you guys have a wonderful rest of the show. You yeah, too, and thank you so much for joining yeah. us. We definitely thank you. That was uh, Jay and Marie Yates, and they, and they told us about uh, what they were doing and yeah. and um, the stories and what they've had to go through and what they believe. And um, great people are definitely going to have them back. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be right back with Mr. Bill Hartley and um, Carissa Flack. We'll be right back. Since 1948, Fate Magazine has captivated you with their true reports of the strange and unknown. But things just got better. Join host Todd Bates Sunday night, 6, 5 central for Fate Radio. We bring you the best interviews, stories, and most of all, bring these true reports of the strange and unknown to life. Fate Radio with Todd Bates, Sunday night, 6, 5 central at FateMagRadio.com. Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, a simple guide to paranormal investigation. Written by Keith Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking to join the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, this book will guide you into developing your techniques. Reverend Tim Shaw says, The work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death. Available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com. Get your copy today. All right. Hello. (laughs) 
So the first hour went so fast, and um, we did run a little late, and that, that was our fault, but we are definitely going to have um, Jay and Marie back. Um, there are so many questions that I have, and I know we had some questions on there, too. I did. And, I would like um, to talk about the demonics. So. Yeah, and, and next week, folks, um, Monday at 8, 8 p.m., we're going to be speaking with uh, Miss Amy Perry Lane, um, who is amazing. She's got her own stuff going on, and she's got a, a, a she does a live thing also, so it's going to be mm-hmm. very cool. We're going to have her on the show, so make sure you tune in next uh, Monday at 8 o'clock. And don't forget that June 9th is only a couple weeks away, and we're going to be in Pennsylvania. We're going to be at that, uh, I can't Bainbridge. remember. Bainbridge. 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 Pennsylvania. Uh, at yes. the, um. Bainbridge. Uh, <laughs> my gosh. I drew, I, uh, I drew a Facebook blank. Facebook is annoying me right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. It keeps mm-hmm. cutting for you. It just booted me, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to be at the, um. The Helderman Mansion or Heldman, yeah, it's uh, Halderman Mansion. That's it. We're going to be yep. the Halderman Mansion in Bainbridge, Pennsylvania. Um, that's at 230 Locust Grove Road. So next, or so be the June 9th. So that that weekend, make sure you pop out and see us. We're going to be right there, um, live and in person. So make sure you're, you know, plan on coming down. Large the- and in charge. <laughs> they got a really, they've got a huge lineup of people that's going to be there. So yeah. Um, and Krista Chesery, who is a friend of mine, he's going to be there, and uh, just so many good, wonderful people. So make sure you. Not your um, average paracon. Yeah. So make so make sure you get in there and mm-hmm. and join us on June 9th. That'd I'm be still great. Said. So. <laughs> Yeah, you're 50. Happy birthday, girl. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kristen. Happy birthday to you. You look like... No, sorry. I'm not going to go... (laughs) No, we're not going to do that. We're going to be nice. We're going to be nice. (laughs) We love you. So don't forget, you you guys. Now, J. Marie Yates, they do have their own uh, Facebook page, so you can go there. Um, and basically just search for J. Emery uh, Yates, that's Y-A-T-E-S, and you'll be able to uh, connect with them and, and hear where they're going to be and so on and so forth, and, and uh, they're just amazing. On the phone right now, we, may, we, have, no, Mr., we have Mr. Bill Hartley and his um, new fiancée, Miss uh, Carissa um, Fleck? Fleck, yes. Are you there, Woo! Bill? And it's uh, now it's wife. <laughs> we yeah, just got right. married. Now, now wife. I'm sorry. Yes, you did get married. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said earlier, You're and fine. I wasn't going to correct. I'm like, wait, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, married. I'm sorry. That little gold ring, you know. Oh, <laughs> new fiance. We need to go backwards. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we just sat there for a second. We're like, wait. <laughs> we are married, right? <laughs> Yeah, you are married. That was my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, listen, no, you're fine. In all fairness, this interview is taking place in 2017. <laughs> 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 do, 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 do. That's his Time warp. <laughs> Flashback, 2017. Oh, my gosh. So I'm so excited to have you guys here. This is Cindy. Yeah. I mean, I'm Ted. I just changed my voice. And I'm Cindy. (laughs) (laughs) A hormone treatment can be a bit. (laughs) 
So uh, just everybody, uh, yeah. to, to let you know real quick, um, Bill uh, Hartley is um, – he was, Shepard <laughs> Okay, I didn't get a chance to say it. She said it. So, yes, he was one of the investigators in Shepherdstown. Yeah. He yeah. was the guy in the van most of the time, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The yeah. tech guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Carissa is a – What's that? We, I said, yes, it's me, Nick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. No, Bill was the handsome one. There you go. Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Bill was the handsome yeah. one. There you go. <laughs> and, and Carissa, you're a psychic medium? Yes, and paranormal investigator. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Now, do you guys have your own team, or you guys just do it together? There's a couple. Uh, mostly just together as a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's yeah. still great, though. I mean, that's it's got to be cool. Carissa and I have a lot in common. That's true. And we do. well, and I was going to say Bill and I do too, but he has a van and I have a pickup truck, so I guess we don't have that much in common. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the beast is in eighty-eight Ambo, so I mean, it, 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 it's it could be comparable, I guess. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, you know. Yeah. So, is your van four-wheel drive? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not, which is I'm so grateful that there was not a lot of snow the last time it was in West Virginia. Right. Oh, my right. gosh, yes. Yeah. So, congratulations on getting married, I should say. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations, even though it was a far, you know, it was a little ways back. But. So, let's jump into, I know where Cindy wants to go. She wants to go to Shepherdstown. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, okay, so can I just tell you, I I am a fangirl. So when I have shows that I like, I just fangirl. Right. So Shepherdstown was one of them that I just really enjoyed, whether it was, you know, um, if it was just the, the drama of it or whatever it was, the paranormal of it. I really enjoyed the show, to be honest. Um Tell me about it, please, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> How was it being on the show? I mean, it was interesting. Um, up until Shepherdstown, I had only done uh, really two other uh, paranormal shows, both as guests, not as actual cast. And uh, it is—it's uh, a—it takes getting used to because you're. And for me, I like I said, this this year marks 15 years of me being in the paranormal field. So for going into Shepherdstown and having to, uh, you know, uh, adapt yourself to not only a different style of investigating, because obviously um, I would have used to, I, I ran a team called the Greater Maryland Paranormal Society for about 13 years. And, you know, we had our own certain way of investigating. So, and I'm used to having my team and all that. So going into Shepherdstown, one, I have to adapt how I do things because, Obviously, Nick and Elizabeth are not people that I have worked with as far as on a team until the show. We all investigate a little bit differently. You've got to throw in the environment of having, you know, being uh, surrounded by, you know, crew, you know, camera guys, sound guys, producers, um, trying to investigate without the benefit of <clears throat> staring into a camera and trying to not acknowledge the fact that while you were like standing in the the attic of the sweet shop doing EVP work with Nick, that there's not 
five <laughs> other people over your shoulder, you know. Um, so it, it, it did take right. a lot of getting used to. And then even more than that, it was even more weird when you come back from filming a TV show and go to your first investigation where you're back on your team. And, you know, it's like, well, well damn, now I got to set everything up by myself or, you know, I got to tear <laughs> stuff down now. And you know, so, <clears throat> so it, it, it both totally ways is a little a- bit of a. <laughs> Well, my my question though, I mean, it, how did you get picked to be um, a part of the team with with Nick and and her? I mean, did you apply for it, or did they just come to you for it? Uh, they actually came to me. Um, the same with Elizabeth. Both of us were on local teams in Maryland, um, and for me, you know, it was one of those things that they come to me and they say, "Look, uh, we want you to come out and possibly be a part of this." And, you know, it's an entire town that's haunted. And, and, and my first thing is the, the BS alarms went off because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I could go into most locations right. and probably show you why it's not haunted. You're telling me you got an entire, an entire town that's haunted. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so there was a little bit of uh, convincing before I even agreed to take part of it. And on top of that, you know, I, I always had this rule that I didn't want to do a lot of TV. I mean, I – I, the two that I did before as guest spots, that was no big deal. But for me to put my entire, at that point, like 12, 13 years of experience and reputation on the line for TV, I went into it very timid because, you know, I'm like, you know, Nick is Nick Groft. He's done TV. He'll do TV when this show's over with. Uh, I didn't know much right. about Elizabeth except for when I first met her. But, you know, when I get get done here and I got to go back to my team and to my actual investigations. I don't want to be known as the TV guy and I don't want to be involved in a show that's going to, you know, fake something or do sleight of hand or something like that because it'll get caught. And then the next thing you know, I'm going to be known as that guy who was on a show when this scandal broke out for all this fraudulent stuff. And that's just going to kill my reputation. So, you know, it it, it did take a little bit of time to agree to come out and do something like that. And then, you know, when I, when, when everything got up and running, um, I can tell you that from the last day I walked out of Shepherdstown at the end of the first season, I was telling people that literally you hand me my equipment vest, point me in the direction of any house in town and give me a little bit of time. I'm pretty sure I'm going to find new activity. So I was convinced that maybe the claim, you know, convinced to be being one of the most haunted towns in America was, uh, was not a stretch anymore. Right. Wow. And that's one of the things that I was totally, completely curious of is, is it truly as haunted as, as it's portrayed? Well, I know because there was some, there was some sketchy stuff out there on the internet about it at one point, and we're not going to drag that up too far, but I'm just going to say that, you know, people were skeptic, uh, you know, skeptical about it. And, you know, how could a whole town be, you know, um, but I haunted, go there. But, well, yeah, I mean, we're, <laughs> We I are, want to go there, and I want to check out some of these places, to be honest. Right. And, and you know, the thing is, is, is with hauntings, there is no – we don't know why a place is haunted. Right. We don't know why certain spots are picked and places aren't. And, you know, with um, the paranormal, especially hauntings and ghosts and so on and so forth, we're still just scratching the surface of all that stuff. So we don't really know because um, – you know, plainly, there is no expert. You know, that we have people exactly. that have been doing it in the field 
for for many years and um it's just one of those things i mean look at the warrens look at um well dr heinz holzer he passed away but i mean these people were doing it in the 70s and um what they left behind was their books and their journals and their stories and that's mm-hmm. what a lot of the newer paranormal groups from the 90s took on and we took where they left off and kind of did our best at that point and you know for having a tv show not just the you know the ghost of shepherd town i mean that was kind of a cool thing yes. you know at first but like yes. you know my buddies there from um the Ray chasers those guys have uh, the haunted towns you know, and, and and everybody seems to have a show, you know, going on about certain things. And it's just, I think even if the show is kind of a, a, a farce or just kind of a, a a joke, I guess, in some sense, it's still bringing awareness to the to the field. Um, there's some things that I don't agree with, but um, it's still bringing awareness, and that's a good thing as a whole, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what well, I wanted to I, say. I, I will very very briefly address the the whole thing from last summer where you said that there are people who were you know skeptical to you know the claims of Shepherdstown and stuff like that and frankly as far as I'm concerned I welcome it because I like the the dialogue I like to be able to tell people you know okay well you weren't there to experience it but had you had let me tell you tell you what we experienced you know I think as a society it's great to question and it's good to it's good to be skeptical, yeah. and it's, 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 it's good to, I mean, I like to say that it, as far as, because I was never a big fan of watching paranormal TV programs when I was doing my team work and stuff like that, but, you know, I, I, I watch a couple here and there and stuff like that. Sometimes I would nitpick because I'm like, that isn't how I'd investigate or this, that, or the other, but, I mean, frankly, if you're not asking questions, then the show isn't doing its job. You know, I mean, this is what it should be. I mean, I get it as entertainment. It is entertainment, and that's what we want. We want whoever is watching the show who's just into it because they want to see, you know, uh, an hour-long like, mini-adventure, per se. I, I, It's great, but, you know, I like when, when there's dialogue after it. It isn't like, okay, I just watched that show. Let me flip it over to the next TV show. The fact that that dialogue is out there I think is great because it means people are paying attention People have questions, and that's why I've always been transparent when it comes to interviews. I mean, I want people to ask me because uh, I want to be able to do, to address their concerns, their thoughts, you know. That's exactly how I feel. You know, even when we would get negative comments for the show, I said to Ted, hey, but they're watching, right? Mm-hmm. They, even if it's bringing up negative connotations, they're still watching. So we can address those issues as they come. But I love that you guys have that, that you have that um, look on Shepherdstown, to be honest. I think it's great because um, skepticism is the best thing, especially when it comes to uh, the paranormal. I think it's one of the best things we can do, have, have that well, healthy skeptical out, right? Well, if, if you're in the paranormal field and you're not a skeptic, then you shouldn't be in the field because anybody that goes through as a true believer is only going to find ghosts. They're not going to find any other national or I'm sorry, natural earthbound reasons for what's happening. So, I mean, if you're not a skeptic, exactly. you don't go in asking questions. If you go in as a believer, uh, get out of the field. This is not where you need to be. Exactly. I agree. I mean, there are too many people out there now that, you know, they, 
I talk to a lot of younger teams and stuff, and they get into it because they totally believe. You know, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, I don't, don't take on members like that because we do. But we sure. also explain to them, well, you go into this. This is how we do things. And the reasoning is, you know, this reason. This is yeah. how we do it and why we do it. And, and there can be e- there, real reasons why it's happening. Right. And that's why in Something some teams. Window, yeah. And, but that's why I like the whole premise mm-hmm. of like, you know, we have um, not just skeptics. You know, we have people that are um, trained in certain fields like electricians and plumbers and and I have police officers. I have, you know, I have all those different type of people on my team because they all bring something different to the table when we do this stuff. And you need all those different opinions to help open that up. You know, the discussion is very important and having an idea um, even if it's the wrong idea, but just having and listening is part of the whole thing. You've got to be able to have a wide scope on all of this. You can't go in being very narrow-minded because if you do, then you're just you're missing the whole point. Right. Exactly. It's working. Yeah. So. Oh, Mungie. Hi, Ted and Cindy. I'm a personal friend, Mungies. He told me. To tell you all hi, and he can't wait to join you on June fourth. <laughs> oh, 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 look at that! Well, thanks for oh. thanks for that. Hi, Mariah. Yeah, um, see the frappe. It's gone. <laughs> the whole thing, too. I mean, I think with like the ghost of Shepherdstown. I mean, it was no. There was well, first off, Nick Groft. I mean, people knew Nick, you know, from right. that other show, and um, with uh-huh. the other person. Yeah. And and then, you know, you and Elizabeth came on the scene and then you guys actually developed your own fan base after that. If You know, I'm sure you had yeah. your own that came with you. But, you know, as the, the Ghost of Shepherd Towns came on to the second season, um, there was more to it. And I, I think the whole storyline with me with the, the Ghost of Shepherd's Town was like I, I remember the episode where they called back and said, "Hey, we've got other stuff going on," and then that's why the second, you know, season went, which was great. And you know, there was just so many people saying, "This can't be real. This can't be really happening." Blah blah blah. But like you said in the beginning, there, Bill, unless you were really there, experiencing the stuff you don't know, and and that's the way it is with most paranormal investigation. Period. Is you can come back and tell your people, hey, or your friends or your family, this is what happened there. But they're they're on the same point as those people of saying, well, I wasn't there, so you know, you could be making it up, but. Most paranormal investigators, when they're out there doing this stuff, they're out there for a reason. They're trying to find answers. They're trying to get evidence or, or debunking the situations. And and if it wasn't for some of these shows, the awareness of what's going on and what's out there wouldn't be where it is today. And unfortunately, some of these people just have to kind of sit back and, and, and just either flip to another channel or just, just deal with it because it's here it's been that way for the past 12, 13 years, and whether the information that is shown on TV is incorrect or correct, like I said before, this is this is it. I mean, it's awareness, you know. And I don't want to beat a dead dog, you know what I mean on this. I mean, it's it's we know where it goes, we know where paranormal investigators, you know, how they think, and so on and so forth. And I just think it's amazing that you guys were able to do that for a couple seasons. And, and put that out, out there. And I'm sure that the town itself probably got some um, interesting um, 
uh, what I want to say, visitors and friends and people that wanted to come there and check out the town. And, and I'm sure they got some good media out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know, I know for a fact that, you know, when we did season one, it was never meant to be anything more than six episodes. It was never meant to go into another season. And I know that um, with the, the popularity of the show, for one, because it was the top rated show in Destination America's history, both premiere and through the duration of the series. It outshined anything that they had ever shown before. And as far as I know, we're still top of it from anything that's come since. Um, You know, when there was speculation and, of course, need, because, you know, if there wasn't a need, there'd be no reason for us to come back, that there was actually a town meeting who were – you had – the town itself was kind of polarized. So it's half the town – Loved it. They they they, they loved the, the way the show represented the town. They loved the aerial footage of the town. They thought it couldn't have been couldn't have been better. But there was another sharp divide in the town that flat out hated it. Said it was making a mockery of the town and everything else. So there was a large town meeting to discuss the possibilities of if there is a season two, would the town even allow it? Because first and foremost, right. we need permission from the town to even be there. And I actually went to the meeting and I listened to some of these people talking. And and one of the biggest things that one of the town's representatives actually said was that she said she was not a fan of the show, but she loves that her business has been bumped by 300%. So, I mean, the town itself has been jumping since the show aired, you know. I mean, and that, that has to say something just by itself, right? I mean, getting them more... Uh, traffic in the town and creating more revenue for them is great. It is. And um, like I said, I mean, if there is ever a continuation, if there's ever a need for us to go back, great. If not, we know we've done what we needed to do there. Right. And I, I liked the second season as well. I was like hoping for a third. Can you uh, enlighten us if there is? <laughs> We actually don't know. Again, there's a lot of factors. Um, uh, everything from is there a legitimate need for us to go back and revisit Shepherdstown again? Um, it, obviously, you know, there's got to be is the network, you know, interested in doing another continuation series, um, especially since they just merged with you no know, script. So we don't, you know, we have no idea, you know, that. You got to worry about the finances that is involved in getting a show like that produced again. You know the need for it. If in fact you could even get all of us to, to agree to come back to it. You know, I mean, I, I myself right. am prided myself in going back into a more uh, normal life. You know, but you know, Nick is still out there filming Paranormal Lockdown, and he's busy. And Elizabeth is doing her thing with Viddy Space, and and doing all the tours and stuff like that with Nick. So it's like, it's a matter of what can you even get us all back together? And if, it, if, if they use a different cast, would anyone watch? So there's a lot of up in the air questions, but the last thing I heard is that there has been no word of a season three. So, but yeah, time will come. Yeah. That's sad, but I mean, really enjoyed what you guys did there. I thought that it was fantastic. Um, I didn't always agree with everything. I'm not like a proponent of like everything is demons. Um, and there was one that one episode that that I did see that was being called demonic. So 
But for the most part, I really enjoyed it. Well, that's good. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I it 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 did um it did push boundaries on some things. I mean, do I do I necessarily believe what was in town was demonic? I I can't say that I do. I mean, but uh, you know, that's why I wasn't the person that was doing the you know the quote unquote exorcism at the tea shop. You know, I you know I've right. always been the skeptic in the show. I've always been the the probably the more grounded of the team because, like I said, I don't believe in a lot of that stuff. I I generally listen to people's claims and go, okay, well, let me go in and tell you why that's not what's happening more than, okay, yeah, I can see that. So, you know, there is a lot of that. So do I know the demon for sure? No, I don't know. Do I know did an exorcism or, you know, uh, sprinkling holy water or lighting sage or in the case of the show, you know, doing things inside a seal of Solomon is actually going to do anything. I, I don't know that it does. So I, you know, I choose not to take part in that part of it, you know? Yeah. Well, we, we've had, you know, some issues with just a lot of um, paranormal investigators, even on the shows um, publicly, there's just been a lot of stuff about demons lately and it's scaring people. It's getting to the point where, you know, every place, every location they go, it's a demon, it's a demon, it's a demon. And that's, you know, it's coming to the point where, you know, we've got to have, we, we've got to have some type of proof that that's what's really happening. Because, you know, I think when you scare a homeowner or you know, a business owner with that, as well as the people that are watching it, or, you know, that are even hearing it, whether it be like on a radio show itself, I mean, you really have to have something to back that up because people do get scared by that stuff. But as a paranormal investigator, you should not go off of what TV shows are telling you. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone on different shows has different viewpoints. I mean, we may not believe in demonic entities, but then some cast members may believe in demonic entities. Um, We personally don't. Um, But that doesn't mean that it's not a possibility in the realm of things. But as a researcher, you should look at more than just TV. You should read whatever you can read, learn whatever you can learn, before you even enter a location of a house or a business and tell these people that they have demonic entities. I, I feel that researching right, and training is more important than just watching TV because TV at the end of the day is just entertainment value. I mean, there is legit things that happen, but it is entertainment based. No, no. And I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. It's just that, Unfortunately, the responsibility of people that are on the TV, I mean, there's just, if you're a paranormal investigator, you know that you know better. But the, the basic, you know, just normal public that watches these shows, they don't know. And so it's kind of hard sometimes when you have a TV show that, that spouts out every episode, there's a demon. It's kind of hard to swallow that as a paranormal investigator as you're watching it. Um, whether you believe it or not. And then, of course, if you don't have any experience on it, think about what's actually being just put out there to the normal person that doesn't have any information about what is real, what isn't real. I mean, there's got to be a a level of um, um, responsibility in some of that, I guess. And just, you know, let's really, if we're going to be doing that stuff, let's back some of it up, not just for the for us, but because it does scare people, and I totally agree with you. The education that we have and the training that, that paranormal investigators have, um, maybe there's there needs to be something across the board that, you know, we all have to do. I mean, it just comes as a responsibility. You know, I love watching paranormal shows, but I, I'll be honest with you, when I turn on a show and automatically it's a demon, I, I, 
I watch it for about five more minutes to see if somebody, you know, says, well, maybe it's something else. And if they don't, then I flip the channel, to be honest with you. That, but that's because I'm experienced. That's because I have the, the knowledge and the information and the research that I've done on my own. You know, but the other right. normal well, people, I mean, I. Not necessarily to, uh, to just, you know, talk, talk for Ghost of Shepherdstown, but I feel that as someone who has done two seasons of a show, I can pretty much talk to anybody, whether it be Paranormal State or Ghost Adventures or anything, that, you know, what you see on the, on the show is 45 minutes of what was filmed, but in reality, uh, at least for, in our case, for Ghost of Shepherdstown, we filmed 14-hour days anywhere from five right. to six days a week just for that one episode. And it falls in the editor's lap. And then it goes to California or wherever okay. the editing's taking place, and then the editor goes, how do I make this? Days and days of footage work in a 45-minute spot. So there is so much that's omitted. So even if someone on the show says it's a demon and five seconds later say, but let's look at it the other way too. Um, it's edited it's out. It's edited out because, <laughs> because the editor knows that if the average Joe Blows watching TV says it's a demon and then there's the big dramatic music and then they cut away for a commercial and come back, that they're going to lose our audience if the next thing is, well, maybe not. So, you know. Right. You kind of got to yeah, explain to that. It, it, it's made for TV, and I get that. I mean, anybody that's in the field knows that, you know. And, and some people, I guess, that aren't in the field, they know that as well, that it's made for TV. But I just think there's some people out there, and you know this, that take this stuff for 100% what's being shown them, you know, and, oh, and know. they don't know, know the difference. Well, and, this, and it's is, unfortunate. this is why I always, you know, am transparent about everything. You know, if someone has a question or they come to me and say, so tell me about the demon, I can say, well, let me tell you about Ghost of Shepherdstown. Let me not just address the one little thing that may have been added into the show. Let me talk to you about the full right. of it and then let you inform your own opinion on it. Because it's, you know, I, I, I am not the editor. I am not the person responsible for ended up on TV. And I've always been the person that will tell you, look, I will – you know, I, I, I just like I've always told, I've told every client that I have ever, ever dealt with since I started my team. I offer a no BS policy. You know, if I if I smell right. if I smell shit, I'm going to tell you it's shit. I'm not going to go through and <laughs> and try to give you song and dances of why you're smelling flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, that's true because you know we know. Yeah. Bottom line, it's about ratings. It's about getting people to come back and watch it after the first break, and and that's how these shows go. I mean, that's it. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it, you know, Ghost Hunters was on for what, fifteen, sixteen seasons or something like that, and and not every episode they had, they walked away with something, and you know, sure. they showed that, sure, sure, sure. and that's because it does happen. There are many cases yep. where you go out and you investigate, and you walk away going. <laughs> I have no proof. I have no. I have nothing. You know, I've debunked and, and this. That's, that's and, a, and, and that is and, a, a very interesting thing too, because like a uh, good example would be my investigative technique versus say Carissa's, because I'm known. You know, my team mm-hmm. does the whole basic rigmarole. You know, interview, walkthrough, investigation. You know, analysis, return for whatever we caught. I tell people I'm in your house for a day or two. If I don't capture anything, it doesn't mean it's not here. It just means that it was right. smart enough to elude me while we're here. 
Now, Carissa, on the other hand, right. I want to let her tell you how she investigates. I actually move into locations, and I've lived the most I've ever lived in a location has been four months. I document that location 24-7 to gather evidence and help the family understand what they're going through and also validate the claims that they're experiencing as well. I've taken old research techniques, and I've kind of expanded it. I mean, you were going back to the 60s, 70s, where they would actually stay in a location for a week, and I thought, wow, what a great idea. Um, Let me see if I can expand that and just see what I'm doing, Um, see how long I can pull it off. And the longest was four months, and the second longest, I guess, was probably a month, maybe longer. I don't know. But I've been Mm. all over the country moving into people's locations to document it, and you're right. Spirits are not a circus act. They don't act on command. They work on their own terms and their own time. Just because you go into a location right. doesn't mean it's not wanted. It just means they didn't want to yeah. interact I, with you. Right. Wouldn't, well, wouldn't go it be ahead. great if we could be like, and go? <laughs> well, I, you know, I was just going to say that, like, with GVPI, we have our own standard way of investigating as well. You know, we'll go the first day and we'll go and listen to claims. We'll walk through the house. We'll see, you know, do like a little mini investigation, see what happens. And we tell the client right off the bat that, you know, this is how we do it. You'll get one interview, one, you know, when we walk through, we'll try a little tiny investigation. We'll see what we get at that point to see, you know, what the next step is. And and most of the time that's with the client in the house and so on and so forth. The second one, we'll set up cameras and we'll actually ask the clients to leave the house and and we'll run cameras for 24-7 and then see what we get at that point and then, you know, see what warrants us going back or not. And then a third third time we go back and and we um, use ourselves as well as the clients just to, you know, but at a longer – a time period, you know, instead of like a four hour thing, we'll do eight to 16 hours or whatever the case may be. Most people don't understand right. that when you investigate first, when you have like cameras and so on and so forth, you're talking one camera for eight to 16 hours. And if you have 10 of them in, with throughout the house, that's, you know, multiply that by 10. So you're talking 60 hours or 80 hours or 160 hours of watching, you know, video and, and, and stuff like that. So it's not a fast process. And yeah. when you can stay in a client's house for a month or even four months, that's amazing because then you're given the opportunity um, to let the spirits, I guess, get used to you being there as well as well, yeah. um, the family get getting used to you being there so that they're more relaxed with certain mm-hmm. things and it makes them feel better. Yeah. It's more, you know, just an emotional thing. So the way I do it is I will, I, I deal with the most extreme cases, the cases that have had teams come in and the teams have told them you have like 20 demons or you have this, you have that, but they don't offer any help or any explanation or any evidence. Or, or right. one of her cases where ghost adventures themselves went, <clears throat> went in and basically said, there's absolutely nothing here, and we believe you're committing a fraud. You know, it's, it's and, one stream or the other. I mean, so, you know, I deal with the cases that no one really wants. And I interview the client. I talk for weeks before we, I even plan on coming to live with them. I talk to them. I get to know them. I get let them get to know me. Um, you know, I'll if they're comfortable with it, I let them set up cameras, and I watch their house from afar because um, most of my cases are not in the state I'm in. I'm in Pennsylvania. I've had uh, cases down all the way to Seattle. 
Um, you know, and I fly out on my own dime, <laughs> but I, I allow, I, they, if they allow me to watch their house through cameras, that's awesome. I gather evidence. I make logs. I tell them to make a log of evidence. And then when I get out there, you know, I spend the first week just doing basic stuff with the family. I will set up a camera right. and a, a recorder and that's it. And I, I don't come in intimidating. I don't come in like I know everything because none of us know anything. And I, I just come in, I, you know, I'll do chores with the family or I'll have dinner with the family or I document the things that are going on. I document their behavior, psychology speaking, okay, because I have a psychology background. So I'll document them from that, like, background as well. Um, you know, and then week two is when I put out all the equipment and all the gear, and it allows the family and the spirits at the house to also get used to me. Um, and the evidence right. I get doing that is incredible. And then – you know, it's not all just investigating. After that, I break down the cameras. And the last week, um, I spend telling the family, hey, this is what I think you have going on. <laughs> Am I an expert? No, but this is what I believe you have going on. If you need better resources, these are the people I know that can help you um, get rid of these things or you can contact them. Um, but mostly my job is just to have the families cope and to know that they're not crazy and they're not the only ones experiencing these things. Because I just lived in the house for this long, and I have all this evidence documented. Right, right. And see, you're doing everything that you know, like what what I would do and stuff. Why are you making me chase a mosquito? Anyways, um, you probably can't see what we're doing, but she's making me chase a mosquito. And uh, I don't want to bite us. Uh, I get you. Um, but you're doing everything like what I would do if I had the opportunity. I spent almost three years at the Haunted Virgin House doing experiments yeah. Yeah. And, and being there every other day doing things. And it's and because awesome. you, you want – yeah, you want the energy to to your energy. You want to meld into it. You want to be – yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, I I've developed a theory through the research, and you know, not everyone can do the long term stays like I used to be able to. I can't even do it like I used to be able to due to being sick and just married life and everything else that's chaotic going on. I have I have screwed up her her paranormal career. Oh yeah, it wasn't a career anyway, so I don't care. But it, it's like one of those things where you know I tell people I've developed this theory. And it's the theory of familiarity. It's just like we're talking to people. The more you come and interact with a spirit, the more they're going to interact back with you. And you can actually build that friendship or that connection to them. And they can do things on command. I've gotten EVPs of, like, me having a full-blown conversation with the spirits in the de labeled demons in Seattle house. It's stuff like that. And it's not like you have to go there every single day or stay overnight every single night, but just going back to locations and going back experimenting or talking to the spirits, you're building that bridge between you and them. And you're leading the way to better paranormal evidence and better research. That's why the people that did it in the 60s and 70s would stay there for a week. Right. I right. like it, Carissa, that you are old school. I'm old school, but that's, that's the stuff like that, that should be done. I mean, right. and unfortunately, there's a lot of investigative teams that are newer out there that don't have any clue. And, you know, the, there are some um, experienced um, teams as well that, that are so narrow-minded that they don't understand either. And, you know, it's all about education. It's all about sharing what we learn or how we do things. And, and that just brings me right back to what we were discussing, right. that we have to have something that we all can be 
you know, using the same, right. you know, whether it be a, some type of platform that we're all doing that is exactly the same. So, you know, it, it can be researched. It can be um, um, put in a database where everybody can go into and look at and so on but and it, so forth. I mean, unfortunately, you deal with the drama and the nonsense and everyone's got an ego and everyone thinks they're going to do this and get famous. You know, for me personally, I see other people moving into locations or to furthering my research that I can no longer do. And you know what? I'm happy for them. And I'm happy that the research is getting done in the way that I set it up, the format of the moving in for months and documenting it different ways. I've set up guidelines and I've trained people to do it the way I do it. And they still carry it on today. And I think that's great. You know, because what I do is no different than what they did back in the day. I just took it and made my own twist to it. Um, there's so many people that, right. that are like, I'm the only one doing this, and I'm the best at this, and I'm the first, and that's nonsense. Ah, you know, no yeah. one's well, we, right, and yeah. we know that. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that do it just to get on TV shows. There's a lot of people that, you know, do it because and they want to become famous and whatever. It's the wrong, yeah, right. it's, just, it's the wrong way to do it. I mean... I remember back when I started in 1987, I got involved because I had my own personal experience and it took me forever through school, through high school, research, stories. I mean, it took a lot out of me to do all that stuff. I went all the way to Duke University and actually went through files. I mean, I took it upon myself to do the legwork to figure out what was going on. One of my heroes and one of the people that I followed in the beginning, and even though his, the way he did things was different than my own, he was the only person at the time that I knew that I could get some information from was Dr. Hans Holzer. I read his books. I, I followed him, and I, I did what I – I took what I needed, I guess, from him. And yeah. Yeah. I looked at his, his studies and, and, and went from there. Unfortunately, today, and, and people can hate me. They can say I'm a jerk or whatever. I don't care. But if you're going to be in this field and you're going to go out there and do this stuff, stop giving your clients false hope. Make sure that you're collecting evidence correctly, that you're doing your investigating correctly. And they, you know what you're talking about because you're going in and, and you're going to – if somebody has a real problem and you don't help them, and you're, you're, you're going to go in and stir up a rat's nest or a bee's nest, and then you're going to leave, and it's those people that are going to suffer in the end. They're looking for help. So your job is to do the best that you can, mm-hmm. and if you can't provide that, you find somebody else that can. Yeah. There's enough exactly. resources out there today yeah. with people that have the experience. I mean, I'm not saying you have to get a hold of John Zaffis or or Jason Haas, but there's other people out there that have been in the field longer than, well, shit, I mean, I've been doing it for 31 years. And it's like there are people that have been doing it longer than myself and just recently started coming back out with what they did because back in the 70s and 80s, you weren't able to talk about it. You weren't able to, you were still kind of, you know, like being laughed at and poked at and saying, oh, there's the devil guy. There's the guy that believes in this stuff you're not supposed to talk about right. and, and so on and so forth. And so for me, that's where I get a little heated is like I'm not a pro. I'm not an expert. I'm a student. I'm learning every time I do an investigation, and that's the way it should be with everybody that's out there. And mm-hmm. you need to learn from your mistakes. You need to gather your evidence. You need to do your research, whether it be – Today, 
you have a lot of ways of doing it. Social media, uh, YouTube, watching TV, old TV shows that you can get at the library. There's books. There's tons and yeah. tons of books. There are paranormal teams in almost every single city that you're able to call. And, and I'm sure that they would love a phone call from you to say, hey, I'm starting out. I'm looking for some advice. I'm looking for, you know, where to go, how to start. You know, there are plenty of books out there for the beginners right. of paranormal investigation, well, ghost hunting, whatever you want This is the groundwork of everything that I've ever told anyone who has ever emailed me from my years starting out my team all the way through, you know, as recent as a few, you know, a few months ago after someone watched an episode of Ghost of Shepherdstown. I want to be a ghost hunter. I want to be in the field. How do I start? Research. And, and I tell them, pick up every Research. single book you can on this subject and read it. I said, you don't have to emulate right. it. You don't have to but absorb it. Absorb it, and then take it and make it you. And I said, and don't go and make your own team right now. Go find a local team that is out there who will take you under their wing. That'll give you the opportunity to go out into the field and learn. I said. Watch the TV shows. Don't learn from it, but watch it. Absorb it. Uh, watch Goes to Shepherdstown. You know, read anything that's been written about me and Carissa. Learn about it. Read it, but don't emulate it. Learn from it. And, and I, I always encourage people to not only learn, but surpass us and make us look dumb. Because the only way this field is ever going to progress is people have to progress beyond what's there think outside the box you know when right. i first started i got so much backlash for moving into locations and researching it because people were like oh that's demonic and that's bad and you shouldn't be in there or absorbing that and you know all i have to say to that is that's wrong you should be in there absorbing it you should be thinking outside the box because that's the only way you're going to number one help people and number two further the field of research if we go around saying everything's demonic or everything's evil and there's only this way to do this or this way to do that. Or everything's haunted. Or everything's haunted even. Then we're never going to progress. We're never going to help people. We're never going to prove the existence of an afterlife if there is even proof that we can obtain. But it's all just you need to think for yourself and put down the things that other people have done and twist them into your own to expand them and make them better. <laughs> also, getting get your... Get out of ego. Stop thinking that you are the end-all, be-all, and allow for there to be other voices and learn you from need other to realize, techniques. Yeah, learn from, room for improvement. Yes, you room get, for improvement. Yeah, I mean, we are talking about this. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested and, and, and in bottom, hearing what Bill and Chris None of us, about you, our, me, Carissa, our pig, nobody is going to actually know <laughs> if what we're getting is truly evidence until we're dead on the other side and we're dicking with somebody's <laughs> equipment, you know, we don't know. It's right. just one of those things. <laughs> so it's like, learn, do, do everything you can to push the envelope and make it you. I mean, like I said, I mean, you can follow what I've done. You yeah. can follow what Jason Hall's done or Nick Roft or Zach Baggins or any of us, you know, but take every bit, every bit of it, and make it you. Comprise it into what you want well, to do. that I can't stand, and my, I guess my biggest pet peeve, and I, I guess I'm going to sound like kind of an ass when I say this, and I don't care. Oh, it's okay, hon. Go for it. Um, I cannot stand the people on social media that just want to self-promote their own stuff. I mean, it's okay. You know, we all have our ways of paying bills. We all do things. 
that's fine. But when your right. whole motive is just to get on a TV show and you're pushing your stuff over and over and over again, give it up. If a network yeah. or production company wants you, they would contact you. You don't have to be in this field to get contacted by them. Yeah. You know, you should be and, in this field and, and, as a serious researcher. <laughs> right. And, right. I, and I totally agree with you. But on that note, I'm going to promote my book. Um, I'm just being a smart ass. But, but you know, uh, we Keith Spratley and myself, Keith, Keith Spratley's been in the uh, paranormal field for a long time. He was uh, worked for the Department of Defense in the U.K., and him and I got together and we created a book. It's actually called Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes. It's a simple guide to paranormal investigation. And basically this book just comes oh, right cool. – it's old school, and it tells you how to start. If, if, you're, if your real desire is there – how to start, what you need to do, and so on and so forth. It's an A yeah. to Z type book. So if you can't get a hold of a team or anything, like you said, you have to find some type of literature. You have to do your research. You have to do all that stuff. And mine isn't the only book out there. There are other books like that. But, you know, self-promotion does happen in this field. But it, it happens no, in no. every field. It happens in science itself. Psychic it happens mediums. in psychic mediums. Like, happens- if you want to see 100% real paranormal investigations, watch this web series. I am so sick and tired of seeing that because it's like everything that all of us do is considered 100% real. We are 100% real. Stop trying to make yourself seem like you're better than you are because you're not. <laughs> we're all learners and we're all students. And that's, that's what I tell people. I'm, I, I learn. I, that's my thing. I'm not an expert. I want, I'm a student. I would, I'm really interested, Bill and Carissa. We have, um, we have an idea if there was a way that we could make a uniform document for um, doing uh, paranormal research. But for everybody, but not for just everybody. in fact, that's what we're trying to do for New York is we're, we're actually inviting leaders from all the New York paranormal investigative if, teams if to get together one... to develop one document, one way of all of us to do the same research. thing, you know, research paper, you know, anything like that. The, 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 and then we can share it with each other and, when we're and share going it. From... You're able to put it in a database and then we're all able to see we're doing the same thing. That's what this paper would be or that's what this document would be is we're all collecting mm-hmm. the same way. Not saying their investigation has to be the same the way we do it, but the results that we put on this document would be the same. What, 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 what are your ideas for that? I mean, do you think this is something that's feasible, or would you want to, would you want to do that with your group as See, well? See, I think, I think uniform, when you have some type of uni, uniformity with this stuff, then it helps all the way down the line. That's, that's my opinion. Right. I can see both sides of it. I mean, I I would definitely think that if you could find a way of bringing all the teams to a to the table and say, this is what we need to do as a collective, that's great. I mean, I could see tons of benefits from that. But on the other side, you know, you invite you uniformity, and you're going to also invite revolt. You're going to be people that are just going to be like going everything against it because the egos. It's the egos right. that are going to get are going to everything because you turn around and you go, okay, well, look, my team is putting this together and we think that you should adopt it. But I haven't yet worked with another team over the years of this and being in this field where they didn't think that they just reinvented how paranormal investigations go. And a lot of people with their egos aren't going to go, yeah, you know what? You're right. We should all do this. 
I know. I think about 10 years ago, someone was shipping around the idea of starting one universal website where every team can just upload evidence. So it's there, you know, case files, locations, and everything else. And it went flat right away because everybody is like, well, my stuff is the best. And why do I want to be linked to this team, which I think (laughs) is fraudulent? You know, I I do this better than these people do. So I'm not going to be a part of the collective of that person. You know, it's, right. it's it's great and cool, but it is one of those things that you are going to fight so far uphill <laughs> to get these. I mean, unless you just do the serious paranormal investigators. I mean, the way is there is two different groups of paranormal investigators. There's those that are looking for show and reality show money, which isn't much, by the way. Um, and then there's those that are serious and want to help others and want to collect evidence and want to right. collect data and advance the science end of the paranormal, which is something that's really lacking. Mm-hmm. If I have to say so myself as a psychic, the science end is really lacking, which sounds funny, but I guess right. I'm still skeptical if that makes no, sense. But- psychic. <laughs> yeah. um, you no, know, and I, you got to be pick and choose, I guess. And then that's going to cause the drama worse too, because you have the ones that are filming for web series and the ones just doing that that say they're not fit for locations or private residentials, which I always find funny because if you're not fit for private residentials, then you're really not fit for the being called a paranormal investigator and investigating a big right. locations either. I, I can't, I can't investigate Joe right. Blow Smith's house down the street, but damn it. I can investigate each Eastern state penitentiary and I'm going to be on YouTube. <laughs> right. You know, right. and I have a thing where but, like you know, I my... investigate it with all people i call myself a freelancer investigator i've been all over the place with so many people and you know some people i just don't get along with anymore and that's okay but i either way i've learned either the right way to do something from these people or the wrong way but i still walked away with some sort of knowledge about how to do something Mm -hmm. or how not to do something you learn from everyone you interact with I agree. My my belief is with, with paranormal investigators, no matter where you come from, who you are, whatever, everybody has something to bring to the table. And whether you do agree with them or not, the respect is still earned, you know, because you're in the same field and you're doing that. Unfortunately, I'm coming from a side that maybe my belief that um, everything should be shared or uniform is it's one of those things that if we're going to be taken an ounce seriously in any way, shape, or form in the future. I'm sorry. I truly believe that we have to start working together on this stuff. And, and if we can collect in the same manner or at least share paperwork or something, some reports or something, I don't know if this field's ever going to advance because yeah. those people that are standing there at, at, in the front line going, mine is better than yours, are actually going to become the downfall of the whole research yeah. program itself because it's are. not about just the, 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 all that. I mean, you, how long ago has it been since the term peri-unity first reared its ugly head? And yet it doesn't really yeah. play in the real world. It sounds good on, on, on Facebook or on paper, right. but unfortunately it is the egos. It is the, the, uh, fame the, chasing. the attention-seeking fame chasers who will always be the stumbling block, right. but that's going to be your case in anything. I mean, I – come from a background as a Civil War reenactor years before I was in the paranormal field. And even there, it is the same thing. Even psychology, the background I come from, it's the same way. Yep. There's, oh, well, my research on mental disorders is better than your research on yep. mental disorders. For me, as a Civil War reenactor, it's like, well, my uniform is more correct than yours or, 
you know, we march at a, at a, at a better step than you guys do, or our weapons look more period correct than yours do. And I'm like, we're all here for the same thing. It's the same with the paranormal. We're all here for the same goal. It's just a matter of what is our reason for reaching said goal, you know? And like I right. said, I would That's love, I would love paranormal unity. I would, I would love to be able to go, Hey, you know what? Um, look, I'm going out to this investigation and I'm going to be in this state. What team is tagging along? I would love to do that. But right. at the same time, where I'm at now because I'm on TV, I could do it. But I'm going to have every team out there who says, well, Bill Hartley is going to be in Wilmington, North Carolina. Well, I'm going to bring my team out there because once he gets to know us, maybe he'll get us on a TV show. So I'm already screwed, right. you know. I'm right. already screwed on who I can work right. with. You know? well, that's probably why we right. just really work together more. Mm-hmm. Well, right. it, but you know what? That's that's the best way to go. It's like we we have been offered GVPI has been offered stuff like that. We, I did a couple episodes for Paranormal Survivor, and you know it's. I never got anything really out of it. I was just telling the story. That's what I wanted to do. That I was helping these people. This mm. and then they took it and blew it up into something else for ratings, whatever. But you know my basics uh, of doing the paranormal investigation still is in my heart. It's like I want to find the. Uh, if there truly is life after death or not, I'm looking for the rich. I'm looking for the proof. I'm looking for evidence. I'm looking for all this stuff, and I want to do it for the right reasons. And unfortunately, there are a lot of these people out there that are doing it for the wrong reasons, and there's nothing we can do about it. But I still stand by that. If we don't do something, if we don't do something to where all these teams find some way to work together, whether it's the same paperwork or something, how do we expect this field to to advance because science will never never ever accept it as as a real science i mean and there's so many reasons why but at the same time if we're looking to advance our technology or the way we we do things or just overall advancements no matter what it is it's not it's not going to be done with an individual it's got to be done by teamwork and unfortunately Nobody wants to do that. I'm not going to say nobody because there are teams that yeah. I work with side by side that have the same feeling that I do. And maybe then that's what's going to happen is you're going to see a breakup of different teams in different areas doing this stuff on their I own. I think that's already you happening. Know? I think there's already a clear break between those of us that take it seriously like yourself and us and others, dedicated researchers in this field, and then there's a break of people that you know just looking at their posts and everything that they're grabbing for fame or they're grabbing for a TV show, and there's already that clear break. It's not saying that we can't be friends with those people. Well, yeah, yeah. When I, when I used <laughs> right. to actually, I used to very, very, very simplistically address it when I used to have my own my own radio show on uh, Live Paranormal. I would always address the field as really a division of two. You have your hobbyists and your non-hobbyists. Your hobbyists, of course, being the TV seekers, the ones who who pay to go and investigate famously known haunted locations. And then you get the non-hobbyists who are us, who are dedicated to helping others and don't care if if our evidence ever sees the light of day. I've got files and files and files of evidence, really good evidence. It will never be seen because it is meant to be just for my for my client, and that's and you know and, right. and that's really where I've always seen it. And for me, I think that if you ever want to see the I guess the filtering of that and the, the desolute of the people who are really bogging the field down, sadly you have to wait until 
everyone is done with the idea of YouTube, uh, Netflix. No, just wait till the paranormal reality TV shows. I'm saying the paranormal reality (laughs) stuff has to go away. Once the TV shows go away, then the real ones will be remaining, and the ones that are seeking the TV shows will slowly dissipate and go away. Mm-hmm. And that's sad, but it's true. And, you know, they'll be the ones that are doing a new trend seeking like tornado chasing or something, which I still want to do not for TV just because it sounds <laughs> right. fun. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it, they're going to be on to something else. And it's, it's sad, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have, we have Adam Briggs, who is one of our fans. No, he used to be a part of GVP. Yeah. 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 And he said, he, I think he, he put it perfectly. He said, my ghosts are cooler than your ghosts. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I, know, I, used to, I used to have a, a site on, on, our, on my website for my team where I actually made a, uh, a T-shirt that I was selling that it had two orbs. would be the right, right about the right spot for, like, say, boobs. And it, the caption just said, my orbs are brighter than yours. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, well, we unfortunately have to take a quick break. We have to, and then we um, should come back with. Um, and I want to talk to Carissa. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then um, we should probably get some of the questions in before we have to go too, and um, just wrap it all up. So, what? And then we still have paranormal news to get to. We kind of skipped that. We haven't got. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that after the commercial. Let's do our commercial first. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Me. Oh, you got a switch. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I was like, he was trying to oh. tell you something. Oh, I turned away, didn't I? Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, a simple guide to paranormal investigation. Written by Keith Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking to join the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, this book will guide you into developing your techniques. Reverend Tim Shaw says, the work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death. Available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com. Get your copy today. Since 1948, Fate Magazine has captivated you with their true reports of the strange and unknown. But things just got better. Join host Todd Bates Sunday night, 6, 5 central for Fate Radio. We bring you the best interviews, stories, and most of all, bring these true reports of the strange and unknown to life. Fate Radio with Todd Bates Sunday night, 6, 5 central at FateMagRadio.com. All right, we're back. We are talking to Mr. Bill Hartley and Carissa Fleck. Um, Bill is from uh, Ghost of Shepherdstown, and Miss Carissa is a psychic. So we've been, uh, and if you missed the first hour of the show, we were actually talking to uh, um, Jay and, uh, yes, Marie Yates about their whole situation, mm-hmm. too. So you had a question for Carissa. Go for well, it. Well, I just, I just wanted to um, say, Carissa, we have a lot in common. Uh, my background is psychology. I'm a psychic medium, and I'm also like a skeptic. I need to have the science side of it. So I, we have we have a lot in common, my friend. Oh, that's good because there's not a lot of people that do. <laughs> you know, I mean, I feel like it's pretty much divided between those psychic mediums that act holier than thou, and then there's me who's just like, no, I'm an average person that just talks to dead people. So it's good to know there's someone else. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. You know, and the thing is, too, being a psychic medium and stuff like that, it's kind of tough because you're kind of riding the, the fence with all this stuff. So Yeah, and, well, it doesn't help that when I'm watching stuff like Ghosts of Shepherdstown, I can see stuff <laughs> and watch it go on as we are talking. It doesn't help at all. It's right. Like trying to pay attention to a to two shows at once. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I actually, I, it, you know. I actually was picking up things during season two because Bill and I are never without each other. We're always together um, in every way, usually except for work. And um, you know, filming was no different. I was there behind the scenes the entire time, and as the episodes were progressing, I was telling them things that were going to happen before they happened. So that was always interesting. Nice. <laughs> That's mm. awesome. Yeah, I have to say for. For that um, exorcism, I, I did actually feel it leave. I, I'm not saying that it was necessarily demonic, but I did feel the presence leave. And I'm like, yep, it left. I, I knew exactly, and it was, it was pretty cool. Right. right. So there was, there was a lot of things that I, that I could, I just being and having my gifts watching you guys, that's what makes me want to go to Shepherdstown so much is because, I just have that little side that as I watched, I understood and knew stuff too. So, and I, I corroborated you guys as well. So I thought oh, it was well, awesome. good. It is a very beautiful town. You should definitely uh, take the time to go out and see it. It's uh, not a very large town, so you're not going to be there all day going, where is everything at? But uh, I do know that um, <laughs> as far as the town itself goes, the people are really nice. The food's really good. Um, and if you if you were curious about just locations we were at, you know Dana Mitchell, who we just recently learned no longer hosts the uh, the Shepherdstown Mystery Walk. Uh, I know she she sold it to someone, but she's still in town, and she put together a little map of Shepherdstown, which actually labels where everything was at, like our headquarters from season one, and and this the cemetery and the houses and all that stuff. So I mean. It's a thing you could walk around with and basically see in an afternoon. Nice. That's awesome. We actually, we, we're going to be going down to Kentucky for Scare Fest. So uh, I'm like, well, I think we should hit Shepherdstown on our way there or back. Like, that's on my to-do list. Good. You'll, you'll like it there. It's real nice. Fantastic. Thank you. Um. So I know you wanted, we got to do our... Well, I was just going to say, the, the paranormal news we're going to have to skip because all of the things that I saved on here, unfortunately, they're not here now. And I don't know why I saved them to my... Yeah, I went through all that don't. last night and then picked out three stories. What's that? Damn the ghosts. They've, they've done it again. Yeah. The thing was, is like I usually, the night before, I prepare all the, all the stories and... Um, Last night, I just, I, it, I don't know, maybe in my dream, I was saving it on my front page, but apparently I didn't, so. Well, I got, uh, I got one, I got one paranormal story for you. This just in, Nick Ross hair, still in place. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I, I don't know where I did. I saved it to my my bookmark here on my thing on my phone, and now I can't even find them, and that's so that's sad because bad. I was I really worked hard on finding some really good ones for us too. 
Well, it just means we have to talk to Bill and Carissa some more. Yeah, and just say, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, and by the way, well, we already discussed that. I was going to talk about um, Robert's thing, but we already mailed it out. Yeah, we're, he knows good. that. We're yep, good, and so. um, Tim said that he got the package for from uh, Linda, right? Yep. Yep. So Tim said he got his package today. So that Good. was cool. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's that cool. like too much information you know, for a radio show. <laughs> you would be surprised what you hear on this Listen, radio show. Listen, I said I didn't understand why we had Robert's package because uh, Robert's package should be with him in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we tend we tend to get off topic sometimes, but we we really do love to talk to people about the paranormal and and what yeah. they're doing and and it's un, unfortunately with some people that you talk to, you know, you try to um get them to tell, you know, their side of like what are they doing to help the 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 paranormal field along and so on and so forth. And sometimes you don't get any answers, but at the same time we don't settle on just ghosts and, and, and haunted houses. We love talking to people about cryptozoology and, you know, everything else, the UFOs mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. We just love the doing that. The big and the dogmen. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, we're going to be at the... And the Roberts. And the Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> we're teasing you, Robert. Yeah, but there was... there's it's funny. It's been fun. I mean, we've had we've had a good run here, you know, on, yeah. on Paratalk Radio lately, and, it, and it's been... Great being able to share everything, and we've got um, in like a month we have Chip Coffee and and uh, uh, Grant, Grant Wilson. We have fan you know, drilling again. Yeah, I mean we have some really good guests. I just booked uh, an Arc Bishop for us that's going to be on. He's an exorcist. We're going to have him on the what? show. Stop yeah, it. so I mean I try to keep it as alive and and uh, as fun as possible because that's we do cool. like to have a good time. Yeah. Do you find sometimes Bill and and Carissa that with with some people in the paranormal are just too serious sometimes. They don't know how to take a joke and they don't laugh and I mean <laughs> we did we have taken criticism for for yep. being the way we are and and unfortunately in the paranormal the way you are. <laughs> in the paranormal and everything else but you've got to find some laughter because if you don't you're going to go crazy. Stir crazy, dude. Yeah, I, I think that I'm probably the wrong person to ask for that because I am the probably the most crudest, um, inappropriate uh, <laughs> lack of PC that there is, and I, I, I tend to think that when we're Bill. like filming, I find that everyone is too serious for me. What about you, hon? Yeah, ah. um, I guess the same way. Like I'm just by nature. Like, I'm sarcastic funny, <laughs> and I don't think people really get my humor, so I come across as more of a biatch, for lack of a better term. But I'm very <laughs> twisted, just sarcastic, and no one can really handle that. So we're probably the wrong people to ask because yeah. we're not really well-received either. Well, so. during during season one, Sam Ball, who was, who was a noted actor, I mean, he, he's been in a bunch of things such as uh, 13 going on 30 and – uh, one of the one of the more dramatic episodes of Dawson's Creek, the college years, stuff like that, um, was one of the people who was a production assistant on the show, and he deemed me as uh, they, they they started calling me uh, Rated X on the on the uh, on the on the set <laughs> during season one. So to the point where he actually did a picture of me I where think... I'm sitting with my legs out, and my arms out, and he put X-rated on it. So. <laughs> 
I think I think Ted, we should go and and investigate with Bill and Carissa. Then that would be actually kind of fun to see what would happen. He's so much fun. Yeah, that that would be that would be a riot. I think. Especially I don't know if you can handle kind of... us though, between me with the sarcastic humor and then him and then me and him going at each other because we do. We do. <laughs> not even fighting, we just pick at each other, and I think people think we're seriously fighting. Yeah, we're, we not we aren't, but I mean, we were as we were saying earlier too. Our, our poor poor sound guy uh, Ben has probably got enough blackmail on us <laughs> just because I kept an open mic back on during. During our break, and Bill and I are just mean. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are. are. <laughs> we don't try to be, but it's my humor, I think. And like, no one really knows how to handle us. Like, we can say like totally off-color things that just come across as so rude, yeah. and we don't try to be rude. We just. Yeah, I, I think that I, I caused Nick Groff to say Jesus so much in the in the uh, two seasons of filming Ghosts of Shepherdstown that you would have thought that he was he was uh, converting religions. well we you know cindy and i both there's days where we don't have filters and 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 things are said and done and and we've we've both went on rants on certain things and (gasps) you know it's it happens you know and it's kind of funny because before you got as on the show as my co-host we were getting you know some really negative things being said and and since you've been on here we haven't had any negative things so Thank you. <laughs> Maybe it's because I, I just get too heated up over certain subjects. Who knows? But, you know. I don't know, but you can certainly, you know how to ignite me to go off. Yeah. Wow. You usually start it. And I then push a button. I, well, it's just like it comes up and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Wound for sound after that. Forget about it. Well, like I said, I mean, we're going to have a bunch of other teams here on the show with us, and I'm sure there's going to be some heated discussions. I'm yeah. sure there's going to be some stuff. And, and the, one of the biggest ones in the paranormal world right now is orbs. You know it's always been yeah. and always will be, and yeah. it'll start an Demons argument. and orbs. Yeah, those will be the those two biggest the, subjects. Those are the subjects, yeah. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. that will be the, the main issue. <laughs> Issues. Zoom type. Yeah, yeah, the worst <laughs> thing, but that's all I do not. I, I can't tell you how many times over the years where someone has sent me a picture. I want you to look at this ghost, and it's a free-floating dust ball. Or even better yet, they, like, purposely yeah. circle something on the picture and say, look at that. What oh, is I that? hate the circle people. The circle people are nuts. It drives us nuts. It's like, okay, we had somebody who <laughs> drew, circled a a piece of trash in the woods and said, look at that ghost. And said, oh, I see the trash, uh, an empty beer can, you know, so I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had plenty of them myself, my friend. We, we, we sit here. I mean, people kind of, you know, there's some people that don't listen to our show and then there's the, we have some really heavy followers, which are great. And, you know, we're no art bell. We're Thank no, you. you know, our followers. right. We're, we're, we're not coast to coast. We're not this no. big old professional, you know, <laughs> radio show. What is professional as in right. who told us that, right? That's, that's just click. But, yeah. you know, Wes Forsyth from Scarefest Radio said, what is professional? You know, exactly. and it's like, we, we like talking to people like you guys and we like being able to ask questions because and, you guys are down to and, earth. Right. And to educate as much as we yeah. can, but with laughter, with things that happened yeah. on a whim. I mean shit happens. What, yeah. what what do you do? You roll with it. Well uh, not in it. Don't but roll in it though. No, but yeah. you roll with it, you know. Yeah, you but, have to roll with it. So it is what it is, but 
I don't know. But, I, you know, we do have to say goodbye. It's been such a long night already, and, and we've had you guys on. Um, we've been waiting for this, to be honest oh with you. Oh, my gosh. And, I was so excited. Yeah. Oh, and, my and gosh. We, when we found out at, at um, the uh, Halderman's mansion where we're going to be yeah. is um, the sheriff from. Yes. The sheriff of Shepherdstown is supposed to be there too. Yeah, so we're gonna. Yeah, yeah we're gonna. Called, we're, uh, you know, chief of police because you know sheriff implies a you know a six shooter in a cowboy hat. So don't don't refer to him as a sheriff. <laughs> but when you do talk to him, remind Mike that uh, he still needs to wash his Destination America song for the next time we're together. <laughs> That's a long story. He'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. But it's been a pleasure having you guys here with us, and we'd love to have you come back at some point if you yeah, guys would love to come back. You guys were so fun, and I love having a comrade, somebody that actually is a lot like me as a as a psychic medium investigator. You know, I like it so much, Carissa. I do, too. It was a fun time. It was, and we always enjoy going on shows where people aren't taking it so seriously. You know, I mean, it's... It's good to have a healthy dialogue. It's good to have a show where you're, you know, talking to a subject or on a subject and you're sharing what you can and all that stuff. But you're right. If you can't laugh at it, then, you, then it's, there's something wrong. I mean, I mean, for God's sake, I mean, just look at the makeup of us. We go into a dark building and we sit there twiddling <laughs> our thumbs waiting for blinking lights all night. I mean, and we do it in front of a night vision right. camera, which hasn't been fun since Paris Hilton. So, I mean, you know, we're, uh, right. you know, we're, we're kind of a unique breed anyway. Well, like I always say, we go into dark houses and we sit and talk to furniture. Right. <laughs> exactly. And well, a lot of uh, shaving the yeah, head bits, you know. <laughs> Well, you guys, it's been great. We'd love to have you back again at some point. And um, Jay and Marie, we want to thank you guys for joining us as well, everyone. Um, yeah. We've had such a great time um, so much talking fun. with you guys. Yeah. Refreshing. And, yes, it is. And our fans loved it, I'm sure. And um, they did? Just, it, it's just amazing to, to know that there's a lot of other down-to-earth people like us that, that are doing this and enjoying that. And um, thank you again so much. I can't say that enough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you yeah. guys are quite fun. Yes, and hopefully someday we'll meet up at an event or something. Or I would love, you that. know, maybe we'll meet part way and go investigate something together. Why not? It'd be fun. So yeah. All right, folks. Well, we've been sitting here talking with Bill Hartley and Carissa Fleck, and um, we've had such a great time tonight. We had Jay and Marie on uh, Yates on mm-hmm. earlier, and yeah. um, we're definitely going to try and have um, both couples back to spend two hours with them. Um, just two on two. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. And um, it, it's just been a wonderful night. Guys, you know how we are. You know that we like to have a good time. And uh, that's it. I mean, yeah. thank you so much for joining us everywhere thank around you. the world. I mean, Robert from Australia is in there. We've got people from all over the place. And, and, yeah. and thank you so much for joining us. Well, um, I guess from there, all we can say is don't forget that next Monday we have um, – when I say Amy um, is going to be on the show, we're going to talk about her um, her projects and what she's doing. Yeah. We had also discussed that we're going to get into some topics that might not be, you know, welcomed, but, you know, <laughs> have to be said and so on and so forth. We're going to kind of discuss more on the paranormal with her and, and go from there and have some fun. But remember, folks, wherever there is darkness, there is always delight. delight. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. <laughs>
You've been listening to Paranormal Talk right here on Paratalkradio.com. Catch us again next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Central, where we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you again to our sponsors and Jay Wolf Productions. Be safe, be good, until next time. Remember, wherever there is darkness, there is always delight. Paratalkradio.com With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.